0: They'd be like, hey! But you dick away!
1: You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's bowl after bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Oh shit, yes.
2: So good.
3: It's so overtly sexual.
2: Let's blame
4: it on the weed, everybody.
5: You better be streaming sats. Oh, my God. Do you know how bad you sound? Oh, man. Oh, Oh, man. Take you a nap. I'm
2: so mad I don't even know what to say. I can feel the fucking heat.
0: Till he's sick, till he's better, till he's sick again We'll keep it going You know why? Because it's Tuesday Of the token variety And you're here with us in the bowl Episode 152 The bowl after bowl is going down right now On April 12, 2022 I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City
4: And I'm Dame DeLorean
0: and look at you, back in the bowl for another edition. Oh, man.
4: Oh, man.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man, woman, and child. i am feeling?
4: Yeah, you're not feeling better, are you?
0: Uh, better. Better <laughs> is a relative term, and so I can honestly say I am feeling better.
4: Oh, well, that's good.
0: But am I back to yeah, yeah, yeah land? No. Did I pass the rock? No. No. Did I wind up back in the (laughs) freaking joint? Yes.
4: Yep. Yes, I did. Yes, I I did. Had to take you. I told you, you know, it sucks, but when you're rolling around on the floor screaming in pain, maybe you should go back to the emergency room. Mm, Yeah. Because there were no urologists open on the weekend.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's only so long you can scream and pound on your walls.
4: Three days. It was pretty good. You, you know, pushed it through three days. Puke yeah, and, there's a lot of stuff out. that I was
0: just, like, trying to get to this new health insurance plan and back on to benefits, you know. It started this full-time job just recently, like, you know, a week ago. A week ago Monday. And so, you got to work there, like, 30 days, and then you're enrolled in the first of the following month of that. Something like that, you know. So, you know, this is, this is perfect timing. This is the best timing of all. Yeah. Recorded history. If there's one thing I'm good at, it's timing. The silliness, for sure. What can I say?
4: (laughs) Oh, it stunk, because the kids were sick last week, and then, you know, when I say sick, I just mean, like, allergies. I get the cough and the runny nose. Then uh, this weekend, I picked up the allergies because I did some yard work and repotted some plants. (laughs) And then I ruptured my eardrum, so you're, you're in good company now. We're
0: all having a great time here.
4: Yeah. What can we say? Yeah, now I can literally turn a deaf ear on whatever I want, because I can't hear out of the left side.
0: <laughs> wow, which is, like, super new.
4: What? <laughs> Come
0: on. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's that's what's going to But then down.
4: you saw a urologist today.
0: I did, I did. Here's the updates, the haps, right? Because <laughs> everybody wants to hear this shit. Um... Basically, he was like, uh, I don't know, he didn't have the timeline really incredibly down. So he was like, "So we've had this thing for like two weeks, and really, we won't hit the two week mark till Sunday. So it's just barely over a week." And he was like, "Well, you know, you can go for the surgery, or you can just try to pass it on your own." I was like, "I would like to just pass it on my own, you know, yeah, just the regular way, just let it kind of come out,
4: yeah, pee it eventually."
0: Out find its way down and out. Because the, uh, surgery involves some cock scoping. Oh, no. That, uh, I don't know. He's like, we'll go in through your wiener. Oh, no. In your bladder. They won't have to make a single cut. I was like, oh, okay, that's great. That's nice. And they like, he's like, they'll, they'll make you go sleepy. Ugh. You won't feel it or nothing, you know. It's always that, that's always good. Uh-uh. But if they have to go in there, then they also might have to, like, bring a laser battering ram to <laughs>
4: Bust the uh,
0: stone all into in little there? pieces. But then, yeah, they basically got to grab it and pull it out. Oh. If they go in for it. No. He said at four millimeters uh, that there is about a 60% chance of it coming out on its own. Oh, that's great. So.
4: That's like a coin flip and a little odd yeah. in your favor. Spin oh, the wheel. Crap.
0: Spin the wheel. It might just come out of there on its own. They got me on this nice, uh, I don't know what it is actually. But it's called Flomax. It basically relaxes the the ureter, which is the long, incredibly narrow tube that uh, connects the kidney to the bladder. And uh, if, when that's relaxed, I guess it can, you know, release its death grip on this little fucking thing that it's got going on. So that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're trying to go for. Yeah. This is it just a natural pass? I mean, the first time I went through in that other hospital, they they really misled me man
4: yeah they led me because i was with you and they led me to believe like oh it was just like this week it was halfway through he's like it's halfway the good news and bad news is it's halfway past exactly i was like okay they're like
0: you know in a few days it'll just come out yeah just keep pissing into the strainer
4: into the strainer Take your pain pills i
0: swear to god i felt like the sad lonely guy with a with a bouquet of roses like that's sitting at olive garden at a table by itself. And then like every time the door opens to Olive Garden, he like turns around, you know. That's how I felt pissing in this strainer.
4: Oh, no. It's
0: <laughs> so, like, surely it'll be in there this time. No. Uh, no, it's not in there.
4: But next time. Could be. <laughs> next time. time. Hey, well. You There's know, always the next time. You
0: stand up and piss right here on the show. Who knows?
4: Who knows?
0: Who knows? I, I do have my uh, <sighs> piss device right here, just in case.
4: Oh, good. Keep it handy.
0: Yeah. Just in case I flood. Mm. In case I flood and need to drain. Yeah, that's that's my my life right now. I'm team
4: pee it out. We don't need to go in there with a scope and camera and laser beam. I agree. Because when I heard surgery, when you first said that, I thought, well, then just make a little incision and push it down or something, you know, in your belly. And then they're like, oh, no incision. We're just going to go through your dick. That's (laughs) way worse. I'm sorry. That's way worse.
0: Because they got
4: those like robots that can make the micro incisions that's not bad that's not no thing yeah, to recover yeah, you
2: gotta, from
0: you gotta heal from the cut you know
4: you gotta heal from having something jammed up your dick too that's
0: true well they gotta put a stent in too if they go that Whoa. way so
4: then, then you gotta go back and get that removed
0: then they gotta yeah
4: no no <laughs> no
0: <coughs> oh my god
4: oh <coughs> I, I don't like this yeah oh well
0: <laughs> someone had suggested and. Um, Ugh. my memory from this past couple of weeks is just sort of hazy at most parts, uh, but somebody has suggested when it finally comes out to call, uh, behind the schemes and leave a scream. Yeah.
4: That's a good idea. And
0: there was a couple of times where I could have left some fantastic scheme screams, uh, yeah. over this weekend. But every time I was in that mode, I wasn't thinking, oh yeah, pick up the phone and die. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, that's more the problem thinking, with pain. I was more thinking, oh fuck, make it stop, please. <laughs> please make it stop. Yeah. The, the real problem over the weekend was that I just hit a wall of dehydration that I could never climb back up over. And it was like, once I got to a point where I was dehydrated enough, uh, there wasn't any kind of flow room or anything around it. And then I got the pain start. So it's, you know, squeeze and everything is like, oh, it feels like what it really feels like is if you're constipated and you have like this poo push. like the poo contractions like you just like you feel your inside is just like trying to push something against a wall almost Yeah, it won't go anywhere only like for eight hours you're pushing without any relaxation for like eight hours that's what it felt like on Friday I did that on Saturday I did that and on Saturday it hurt probably almost twice as much as what it hurt on Friday and on Friday it hurt the most it had hurt so far yeah so those two were absolutely terrible days it was just the worst days i had some of the darkest thoughts of my life over this weekend but uh i just really uh, i did not want to go back into the hospital you no, know what i mean because no all this, all the this money stuff and Ugh. other reasons it's like the least free place you can be yeah. in the entire city but there's just a certain point where a man's got to get some relief and so i went in there and uh, that's what the art is today, is me sitting my dumb ass in the hospital for a second time.
4: Well, this hospital didn't even have a bed for you, huh? You just sat you in a chair?
0: Yeah, they didn't have a bed. They had these room. They had like a curtain room that was kind of larger that you could tell, you know, it's like about the size of it used to be a bedroom, only now they got four different hard chairs in there, so they can stack like four people per cube in there.
2: Oh,
4: geez. So, so were you were sitting in there staring at other
0: I was in like people? the back right chair and then there was somebody in the front left chair. Uh some they put somebody in the front left chair the first ten minutes I was in there, fifteen, something like that. And then they moved her out to somewhere else. And they put somebody else there uh a little while later. So I think I was I was in that room probably two and a half hours and that's the room in the art where they've just got the <laughs> I V bag hanging up on the wall. And uh Yeah, they they threatened to catheter me in there actually. Cause they needed a, they needed a pee sample for a lab. And at first I couldn't go. And I was like, can I just have a little bit of water? And they were like, nah, I think they're going to want to put fluids in your IV. So we don't want to do water. And I also had been nauseous and, you know, not keeping water down. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, are making me pee. If you're going to need pee, then I'm going to need water. You know, <laughs> like, this is, how, where's it going to come from? Yeah. And then, um, it came to me again. Uh, it had been maybe 20-30 minutes and the guy was like okay so I need you to try to pee for me again and if you can't pee we have to put a catheter in Hell he, no. he did a bladder scan and he's like there is pee in your bladder <gasps> and we're gonna get it one way or the other and I was oh just like alright I'll try again and I locked the door and I was like <laughs> I'm not unlocking this door until I put pee in this cup Yeah. but I did the old trick uh, a lot of you and scouts will know this trick where you do the the warm water hand trick. You just go in the bathroom, you run your hand under some warm water for a little bit. Boom! It's like that. And I should have remembered the first time because we used to prank dudes and when they're sleeping, like that. Dudes are sleeping at camp, and you just like you know he's got his hand laying out off of the cot, and you just dip that thing in warm water, and they piss the bed. It's like it's like you just can't help it. Just like wham, so. That's how, uh, that's how your boy avoided a catheter. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, you know what a catheter that. is, right? I'm like, yeah, I know what a catheter is. You sick son of a bitch. Yeah. You're not putting one of those in me.
4: No joke.
0: Had, oh, that's terrible. I tricked my own wiener into peeing. But, no, uh.
4: It, it was such a bummer because I drove 20 minutes north of the city to get you a homeopathic remedy. The stone breaker. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of the herb chandra pyra or I, something i
0: may start that back up by the way
4: and yeah we were putting it in your water but because of the pain you just kept throwing yeah, it, at him. it was we just bad timing lemon juice in the water every time because that's supposed to break stones down and then yeah we were doing this the homeopathic remedy it's got other good stuff in it like hydrangea root and sarsaparilla and something else so i was feeling good about that and then it just you were in so much pain you can take anything in
0: yeah there was just nothing going and in you weren't eating at
4: that point. and you were passing out on me oh so yeah when sunday came around and you finally were like okay enough's enough just loaded up in the car took you back what can you do
0: yeah what can you do <laughs> you just try your best man i don't know
4: just take it one day at a time
0: one day at a time
4: one bowl after another bowl
0: Today, when I went in there, they're just trying to make everybody wear masks, though. But only there. Only there. It's the only place in the city where everybody's like, So they just kept, like, everywhere I'd go, (laughs) a lady would hand me a mask. And I'd just be like, thank you. And I'd just, I carried, uh, like, this crossword puzzle book with me. (laughs) Just to pass the time. Yeah, you're a crossword man. Sit around and uh, fill those fuckers out. So I'd just be like, oh, thank you. And I'd put it in my crossword book. (laughs) So I had, like, four masks. By the time I left, I just... (laughs) Toss them they in the kept handing it to me and I just said, oh, thank you. And I kept putting them in my book.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I would have said no thank you. No, I just, no. I just took them. But they, yeah, I remember that. Because the... then
0: they'll try to fight you if you fight. But if yeah. you just like smile at them and be like, oh, thanks. And then put it in your like It just kept stuffing it in the book.
4: Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. No one's wearing masks. One anyway. of the
0: nurse's aides was like, oh, you don't have to wear that. That's fine. And I, you're I, like, I, just, I hardly ever wear mine. I just wear it for her and like point at some other lady. Oh. So it was just like one of those office things you know mm-hmm. just wear it when i walk by
4: her. <laughs> the one micromanager
0: yeah i'm like okay well that's cool because fuck this it's i'm kind of past it yep i think that uh you know as a man of science <laughs> <laughs> i don't need this mask in my face it just feels gross to breathe in your own eyeballs you know that that's the sure one does. thing that tripped me up about it when they try to make me wear it uh when i went in on saturday And I was like sucking wind hard, and a grown man like sobbing on the floor trying to tell, like, they're trying to ask me about the history of this shit. And I'm just sobbing. Mm. Like, I just fucking broke down. And,
4: uh. Yeah, I didn't go in with you to answer questions. I put
0: a mask on and shit. I'm like, dude, I'm breathing in my own eyeballs. I can't fucking breathe. Like, no. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, throw me out onto the fucking street. What are you going to do? Like, Jesus Christ, I'm over here in the worst pain of my whole life. And you're like, <laughs> fuck you. I
4: know, that's sick.
0: Fuck you. Go give me some drugs already.
4: Yeah, put the uh, IV in my arm, damn yeah, it.
0: You don't, don't want to hear any of this shit, though. It's,
4: no, but I, on a lighter note, the chickens are getting big. They, they are, are, they are tall. blowing up. Yeah. You're blowing up. Broiler ready, except that's not why we they're got them. They're not broiler they're egg layers. ready, dude. How, how old do they have to be?
0: Uh, about eight weeks is broiler oh, ready.
4: We're what, three weeks, three weeks old? Three to
0: four, probably.
4: Yeah. So we moved them out of the bowl and into the garage into a kiddie pool. Yeah. We got wood shavings in the kiddie pool and then like a dog gate up around the kiddie pool and uh, their heating lamp. Clipped onto the dog gate. And it's great. They're running around having a great time. Still
0: running, jumping up and down, all yeah, shit. Yeah,
4: jumping is so funny. And still sleeping either on the edge of the pool or on top of the feeder or watering tube. I don't know what you call the watering mechanism.
0: but Waterer.
4: Waterer. They're yeah. hilarious. I do miss their peeping in the background, though. But kind of obnoxious now. They're getting louder as they get bigger. But kids are having a great time. They come down every morning, check on them bring their water upstairs and say hey mom they need more water yep and then that's my job
0: uh you know who else had a great time was everybody at the kansas city meetup
4: oh yeah that, uh, i heard have, it was awesome i
0: unfortunately had to miss it but yeah uh everybody had a great time and we had like four or five more people added <laughs> to the signal group you all right there straw <laughs> yeah <laughs> shit yeah so uh that was a great success. I had planned on cooking a uh, big ass pork shoulder, but that never, unfortunately, got to happen. So, you yeah. know,
4: there's next time though, because you know the weather's just gonna get better.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we'll, there's meetups every month. We'll make a new one real quick, and uh, we'll do the promo this time and all the good stuff that comes along with that. You know, so yeah. I know the the boys went on vacation right before, and then I got.
4: Everything went sideways. I got all
0: cock hurt, and it just was bad. Everything just went down the tube. Yeah, what can here I we say? are. What can I say? What can I say? They well, did
4: give you a, sorry to bring it back, but they did give you an ultrasound, right?
0: Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I meant by the bladder scan, yeah.
4: Well, I wanted to say happy birthday to cold acid, because it's his birthday, and he had talked about getting an ultrasound, yes. which broke the stone on Rare Encounter last Wednesday. And, uh, so I went, you know, I was like, make him give you an ultrasound, tell them to give me an ultrasound. And they did, but it didn't work.
0: Yes. No, not really. No. Uh, he was looking in the bladder anyway, and it's kind of more in my ureter.
2: Ureter.
4: In <laughs> Ureter. Your, <your-tater>. <laughs> your eater. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <It's>, <laughs> you know. You know. It's in the stringy thing. They drew me a wonderful picture of it. Wonderful. Uh, you know what else I can say, though? I can say thank you. Everybody puts this show together, and you may have by now heard that we are a value-for-value value podcast, and uh, if you don't know what that means by now, well, it means that we just do this thing, and we put it out there on an RSS feed, and it's available publicly for you to listen to, and nobody can keep you from it. All 152 episodes are out there as soon as I publish this one you can download them and you can send them back and forth and keep them forever and make CDs out of them and give them to your friends, or whatever you want to do. They're yours up front with no paywalls, no advertising, no overlords that can steer us in this direction or that direction or tell us not to talk about cockstones or, um, or chickens, Casey meetups or, or chickens Since, because know, there's bird a bird flu. flu or yeah, you know, nobody, uh, or, you know. Nobody calls me and says you really should couch your attitude on this mask thing because it, you know people are upset. Nothing, nothing. We can say whatever we want, which is what we do, and it gives us the ability to be authentic with you people, be real as human beings. And uh, I think from all of the value for value shows that I consume, which most of them, uh, most of the shows I listen to are the same way. It it it, it allows everybody a little bit of freedom. To be authentic, which is really my, uh, it feels good. It feels good to listen to that kind of stuff, you know? It feels good to make that kind of stuff. And it's a product that we can be proud of because it's just ours, as in me and Lorian and you guys, the bowlers. The bowlers. All of ours. You know, we can really feel like this is our thing. And we only can do that because of value for value. So we try to put some value into the show, whether it's, updates or whether it's you know funny stuff occasionally we have some good zingers uh whether it's crypto uh on chain off chain bitcoin news i know people get all uh ass tweaked when i say crypto what i mean is bitcoin uh all that kind of stuff we try to put value in there you know the weed stories Lorian keeps us up to date with what's happening and we ask hey if you find any of this valuable you know consider what value you can put back and that gives you the ability to kind of judge for yourself. Like, was it super valuable? Was it valuable all this much? Was it kind of maybe a little valuable? Was it worth nothing at all? Uh, all of those things could, you know, be very valid depending on who you are when you're listening. And uh, the very, very subjective measure of value. Because we can't tell you what it's worth to you. You know, we can only ask that you think about it. And then return that value in some way if you did find some value in the show. And uh, some bowlers did. We like to read them off. Uh, There's a few different ways to do that. And before I get into the treasure, we always want to talk time and talent. Because there's that too. You know, We here in the bowl, we're not really loaded up on treasure ourselves. So uh, we like to lean on our time and our talent uh, to try and provide value to the community, to other shows we listen to. And ways to do that. Things like jingles. Things like sending stories in. uh, Even something as simple as passing the bowl. Sharing the show with somebody that you know would maybe love it or maybe, you know, they wouldn't even get it at first, but, you know, try a few out and then uh, once you start to pick it up and get it, then maybe you will come to love it eventually. Who knows? A lot of shows like that where it takes a while to kind of get it, kind of understand what's going on. No agenda was that for me for first, you know, three or four.
4: Yeah. The jingles and everything. Kind of got to get used to.
0: Start to understand the memes and the themes.
4: Memes and
1: themes
0: and then boom, all of a sudden, you can't live without it. All of a sudden it becomes valuable. comes becomes part of your lifestyle. And uh, another way, of course, to interact with the show and uh, for a very low effort, you can contribute both time and talent. By picking up the phone and uh, calling in leaving a voicemail. We have a different first time I ever topic every week.
4: This week, the topic is the first time I ever skipped a rock.
0: So there you go. It's a really universal one.
4: Yeah, all you gotta do if you wanna share your skipping a rock for the first time story is.
0: Call 816 607 3663 in the plane. Yeah, that's 816 uh, 607 You can also text the text line like a couple of bowlers did last week, but I was so out of sorts that I missed it. Uh, last week, it was the first time I ever fell on my ass. That's a beautiful fizz you got going there.
4: Thanks. It's going to take a while because it's seltzer. <laughs> uh,
0: one texter says, I fell on my ass the other day.
4: Oh, no. I
0: was outside by our garden boxes, and I saw a wasp. So I backed up over the wall of the garden box and fell all the way into it. Ugh. I'm 33. Oof. And was sore as fuck the next day. Cheers.
4: That stinks. So there you go. I also fell on my ass the other day.
0: And another texture said, (laughs) not first but worst, ice skating with the fam when the girls were young. Skate for two hours, no falls. We go to leave and wham. Black (gasps) and blue from right ass cheek to knee. Oof. Right on the way out, isn't that... Just, Dang it. Uh, well, this week, uh, we're not talking about falling on our ass, we're talking about skipping rocks. So if you've yeah. skipped a rock, you can call or text 816 607 and let us know. Uh, and then, of course, talent. Uh, excuse me, treasure. Treasure, treasure, treasure. Uh, I've pulled up the PayPal, and I heard a pee during the jingle. Uh, it was faint, but I did hear it. Um, the two main ways, there are many ways, really, to give us money. And uh, if you're really dedicated, you can learn about all of them. But the, the main two ways are either uh, your got you fun coupons via PayPal, if you want to send dollars, uh, you can click donate button on bullafterbull.com. like in a millennial did. That is the Woo! easiest way to set up a recurring payment like he did. So uh, his $10 a month came in. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Dan the man.
4: MMO.show.
0: That's right. You can check him out. And you can also check out his uh interview we did on Bulls with Buds. You can find it at bullswithbuds.com. It's quite a recent one. Uh you can also uh get on the new hype like everybody's been doing this uh those boost and streaming sats on Bitcoin. Bitcoin this new crazy money everybody's talking about, a digital dollar. No. No, this is real money. This isn't no digital dollar. This isn't no shibi toshi. This isn't no uh, Ethereum or whatever you heard of. This is uh, real verifiable digital money backed up by real proven work. And uh, we really think we really think it's going to go the distance to being able to get out from under this broken banking system. And we'll talk a little bit about some stuff a little later on in a segment. But uh, for right now, we want to just say thank you so much to our boosters that came in since the last show, including... Uh, Our baller for this episode, Big Bad Dr. Dub, who boosted us 20,000 souts from the fatten app four days ago.
4: Thanks, Dr. Dub.
0: And Dr. Dub says, Sir Spencer, hoping you feel better soon. This too will pass. So thank you for that. I appreciate that a lot. Uh,
4: I'll have a link to his music in the show notes too.
0: And by the way, for everybody who has been sending well wishes and karma and chats in the back channels and all that stuff, uh, it's really sweet and it helps a lot. I've kind of been off the radar. I'm usually like trolling along in a lot of your shows and, uh, I've been pretty quiet the last couple of weeks just trying to get by. So, uh, I appreciate all that stuff and, it, uh, I do see it. It does mean, it does mean a lot to me. So I appreciate that guys. Uh, three thirty Oh no, that's a boost test from me. Silly. Um, apologies, by the way, this show, uh, is not featuring the boost bot in the chat some kind of SSL certificate error I have to look closer at. It's something that I would just was fiddling with before the show and discovered and did not have time to fully correct it all. So sorry about that. Uh, for, for those of you who just came for the boost bot in the IRC, uh, we'll have them back. We'll have him back online next week. I promise. Promise. Uh, 4269 favorite calling card. Of our buddy Harv Hat.
2: 69! 69! Dudes!
0: No note, just boosted uh, the CurioCaster live tag. We, of course, are live. uh, Every show now we go live. Yeah, the bowl is lit. We are lit with the live item tag. And uh, so far, that's supported uh, in one app as far as what you can play it from. That's uh, curiocaster.com. And then uh, you can also boost live shows. The Boost CLI, and as far as boosting, this is the only two. Um, these are the only two apps that support currently the live tag. As far as I know, there are others. I know that I have working on it, but so far, so far, those are the guys. So, uh, we really hope to see some other apps catch up and support live as well, real soon. Uh, Eleven Eleven, uh, right after that from Harv Hat. Ooh, came in. Curio make a uh, Mid intro pew from Servo. Three thirty three. Thanks, Servo. It was and, perfect timing. And then eight 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 sats from Carolyn. Oh yeah, Carolyn through the fountain app. She says, "Ding ding, value value triple eights. There we go, ding ding. Uh, bowling with the bowlers tonight. Heck yeah! Hogs Always love in having the bowl. You. Always love having you. All right, so that is our uh, boost for now. And uh, if you want to get in on that boosting app action, uh, get yourself some Bitcoin first of all. Secure yourself a spot uh, in the future of sound money. Because there's only 21 million of those ever going to exist, by the way. Uh, Bitcoin, that's how it works. So you probably want to get a little bit of that 21 million. And uh, yeah, there's a little sale going on slightly, a little sale. Been kind of trading sideways for a little while. A little while, so uh, it's a really great time to grab some. Yes. Time to grab some. And once you grab some, you can get a new modern podcast app. Uh, all you gotta do is take off all your clothes and go to nudepodcastapps dot com, and they'll have them all laying out there for you. And they won't make any weird comments or anything. You just walk in there, naked as a jaybird, get your nude podcast app, fire that thing up, and you'll be boosting, boostagramming streaming sats, all of that stuff. You'll be you'll be in it to win it. Boost me, bitch. Adam will be there saying that, and uh, Abel Kirby will be something like, "You
5: better be streaming sets." All
0: that stuff will be going on, and you'll be you'll be in the loop. It'll feel so good driving the car. Yes, that's right. You'll be in there driving around. It's gonna feel great. You're gonna love it. It feels so good. Uh, always leads us right in perfectly to another segment we like to call. Opting. Opting well if you like to build nodes like we do um and then you realize your node is up and it needs some channels a great way to get yourself some channels is to participate in what we call rings of fire uh ring of fire it always sounds so mysterious and Uh, crazy, and, like, you gotta be in one, and, like, be a member, and how do I get in? Uh, Ring of Fire is a channel creation strategy. I have tried to perfect, kind of, the lowdown of the skinny on this, in just an uh, easy-to-say-and-spray way. Uh, thank you, Rev, for pewing us. Yeah, Rev Cybertrucker, 333, he just says pew. Thank you. Uh... Yeah, rings of fire, just a channel creation strategy, that's all it is, it's simple enough. It's a way for you to open one channel to one guy, who's in a group of several guys, and at the end, the last guy opens to the first guy, and by everybody opening one channel, and then one guy balancing that channel at the end, you wind up with two perfectly balanced channels for the price of one. So, um, I won't go into it any deeper, because I've spoke about it. Plenty of times on the show. And uh, if you're ever more interested in anything like that, you can always email me, spencer at bullafterbull.com. I'm always happy to chat with people and uh, organize them. Even if I'm not participating myself in one at any given time, I'm happy to get some going. And uh, we did get one going uh, rather recently. In fact, uh, we're working on, we're going to balance it tomorrow evening. That's right. Podcast Ring of Fire number six. So I was thinking about that and I was like, that's six. That's six uh, rings now. That means that uh, we've helped create 36 new channels in the, in the network, all to and from mostly podcasters who are trying to uh, um, run their own node and uh, kind of manage the liquidity and the capacity of their node and uh, kind of do it all themselves. So there's a couple other services. You don't need to run a node now to get your podcast value enabled on this uh, new Lightning Network Things like Satoshi's.stream or the uh, Fountain Podcaster Wallet uh, solution. There's a couple of different things now coming online to make it easy. Uh, but if you want to do it uh, with no fees and have total control over it all on your own uh, hardware at home, you can do that by running a node. That's what we always uh, recommend first and foremost, uh, just because we do it ourselves. And uh, it's not, it's a little more involved, I guess, uh, than your average podcast setup situation but it's not something that's like so unwieldy you don't have to be like some kind of computer genius to to run a node that's right as Lorian can attest yeah i
4: set up an umbral
0: Lorian runs and an umbrella and
4: i've only read one chapter of how to code
0: python <laughs> so yeah yeah and I'm i not figured really, it out uh,
4: you can too not
0: really any kind of computer genius by uh any measure of anything
4: no but you're a good but teacher
0: I, but I can, uh, I can explain it in words that make sense, hopefully, to, to some people. I don't know. Um, I'm not saying I'm batting a 1,000 by any means when it comes to uh, explaining or giving advice or anything like that. But uh, I just do what I can. I try. What can I say? All so we we're do. balancing that bad boy tomorrow. That was, by the way, a 500,000 SAT capacity Woo-hoo! ring. So for the price of five hundred thousand sets, everybody's gonna have two five hundred thousand sat channels that are perfectly balanced. So uh big whoops to everybody who is participating in there with me. Let's see, it's it's you and me, it's Midas. Yeah, Cotton uh, Gin. Cotton Gin's in this one, because he wants some more channels. Todd. Uh Todd Cochran of the uh Geek News uh Geek News Podcast. And uh Geek News Central, I should say. And, uh, Dreb Scott. Dreb Scott was our sixth man. Yep. Oh. So that's a good, good little, good, good little cast there, man. It's a good little cast, and yeah. and uh, for some of these guys, it's like their second or third channel, so uh, or third and fourth channel, second and third, third and fourth. So uh, mm-hmm. it's really nice when you're first starting nodes out, and you can, for just that single price, kind of double or sometimes triple your capacity. Um, just, just. Uh, for a little bit of patience you can always open a channel yourself to wherever you want as long as the uh partner node you know you meet their limit if they have one set their minimum limit but uh it's nice for just a little extra patience and coordination with other people to uh get a little more value out of your channel setups so yeah something that's recommended uh some other good news speaking of node management i saw the podcast index node lowered lowered some fees down oh yeah yeah, back down to earth at around looks like a thousand ppm there.
4: Wow, a thousand
0: ppm. Good. That's a lot better than ten thousand. So good job, good job. Yes, it was. you know it was ten k, and then it went to four and a half k, and now they're trying out a thousand. So cool. I hope I hope that works better uh, as far as routing and uh, general liquidity goes. Uh, I think it'll. I think that they'll find uh, that that works out a little bit better. Yeah, I was happy to see that. Uh, I don't think it really had anything to do with it, other than maybe even making it take longer, but uh, let's just say that. Yeah. Um, The Bitcoin conference happened since we last spoke to the bowlers, so that was a big thing. Uh, I guess um, a surprise was that Adam spoke because his uh, vacation kind of got ruined, so he got thrown on Max Kaiser's panel of Bitcoin is Fuck You Money, which was really nice, and Adam always is... uh, a really great spokesperson for all of the different things he represents. You know, he, I think represents us really well, uh, on any stage that he gets on and on any microphone that he picks up. He's very articulate, well-spoken and, um, able to really break it down, which always, uh, just makes me proud to, you know, watch him and see that he's like one of the main ambassadors, not only for the podcasting 2.0 thing, but for, uh, Bitcoin and the Lightning Network in general for things like decentralized food, for all kinds of different stuff. So, um, you know, he all he got the mentions in really well, like a pro. And uh, it's just always awesome to see him there. I wish he I wish he would have had more time. Yeah, because a lot of the there were a lot of clown show total clown show panels at the Bitcoin uh, thing, as as any conference goes. You know what I mean? You gotta fill stage time but I would like to see more guys like Max and Adam and uh you know less of these silly uh crypto shitcoin type people up there but uh what are you gonna do you know what are you gonna do I didn't realize it was only the third year of this thing I thought it had been going on longer Fletcher sent a dick boost that's awesome Ooh,
4: nice 3425
0: sats that spells dick on your uh, keypad there
4: oh yeah thanks Fletcher
0: appreciate that (laughs) thanks for the dick (laughs) <laughs> um what else did I want to say for the shit stain? Oh. I don't know if you saw this, many of you saw this. Uh Bitcoin fans are psychopaths who don't care about anyone. Oh. According to science.
4: Oh, science. Yeah. Then we study.
0: This is originally out of the sun, but it's been shared just about everywhere. Mm. I'm sure you've seen it around. Uh, a team of experts recently surveyed more than five hundred people. Uh trust the experts.
4: And 500 people.
0: And they identify that many investors exhibit signs of the dark tetrad. You ever heard of the dark tetrad? Every time I read it, my tetrad? my uh, dyslexia wants to read it as retard.
4: Yeah. The dark retard. The
0: dark retard. The dark retard. What? I just kept seeing it over and over and over. <laughs> Uh, i
4: can't unsee it now Um, even
0: this servo posted a link and chad you know does the little splash are you a dark retard are you a dark retard new bitcoin personality type revealed evil bitcoin (laughs) personality type so this is a really uh beautiful smear that uh basically says i don't know they ask a bunch of people to fill out personality surveys one in four reported they own crypto and two-thirds showed an interest in crypto investing now, there's so many different nuances in the, uh, the groups of people you could be asking this, but uh, the different nuances, I would say the main two to separate the groups are Bitcoin or shitcoin, you know? Yeah. Or And, and the people who don't even see a difference uh, are kind of in the shitcoin group. And uh, then there's also, what do you use it for, you know? Are you investing as in, are you a day trader or a week trader? You know, are you like, um, just like a buy low, sell high, dip chasing extravaganza? Or are you just, you know, are you uh, accumulating Bitcoin as money of the future um, to use it, you know, as a decentralized method of payment, which is sort of my angle and a lot of people's angle who, uh, I don't know in the Bitcoin community, it's crazy because once you, once you find the people who are out there who see have seen this certain vision of uh, a truly decentralized, truly trustless, and truly permissionless system where I can hold money, I can send it to whoever else wants to receive it that I choose, and nobody can do shit about it. That's it. That's as simple as that. It's like if you have a Bitcoin wallet, and you tell me what that wallet is... I could put my Bitcoin in it, and nobody can go, well, uh, you're a Russian, Uh, oh, you're not wearing masks, uh, you know, you're a poor idiot, your credit sucks, whatever they want to tell you, they can't tell you that, it's transferring Bitcoin, it's really simple um, things that make it awesome, and it's also, like, little simple things that are taken for granted about it, just like, uh, you know, over, over over the 13, 14, however many years, whatever, there's all these what ifs that have been thrown up, and none of them, none of them have panned out. You know? Yeah. What if it's taken over? Oh, what if somebody does say you really can't? Oh, what if somebody comes and takes it? No one can take it. What if your no head was as big as it? the ocean? Nobody can take it. Nobody can stop it. Nobody's ever taken it. Nobody's ever stopped it. Simple as. Crazy. Um. So yeah, I think that the uh, the rumors of Bitcoin fans' psychopathy is a bit overblown.
4: Yeah. But hey, thanks for keeping Bitcoin in the news. But yeah. Right?
0: Haters gonna hate. Um, I also saw it was on 60 Minutes, which was greatly hyped. They were gonna talk about Bitcoin on 60 Minutes. woo But they had to do, like, fucking big 45-minute package of just... Oh, uh, well, yeah. Zelensky begging for more money.
2: With
4: camera crews in a castle. Yeah, and-, <laughs> and
0: CNN helping him do it. It was, like, the most boring shit I've ever seen. And then they did, like, a little splash about Bitcoin Island and uh, El Salvador. Bitcoin Beach. Bitcoin Beach. That's yeah. what I meant, yeah. Bitcoin Beach, thank you. Bitcoin Beach. I guess the biggest announcement from uh, Bitcoin over the weekend, though, was the that uh, Mahler's has partnered with all all, all the point-of-sale systems, so he pretty much, uh, if you think about it, he pretty much un-KYC'd the whole country Pew! by uh, allowing Bitcoin to be spent at... All of the current point of sales that are already integrated. So um, he demoed a few things. He demoed like uh, buying some Bud Light and some other snacks and stuff at the convenience store. Just with the regular infrared scanners that those places already have. And it basically just, um, at, at the last point of the transaction, converts back into U.S. dollars. And it puts dollars into the cash register and just like settles as dollars. So it cuts out all these, you know, you have the ability to cut out Visa, MasterCard, American Express, all the other payment processors. Um, and you can do this, uh, for instance, if you run your own node, you and do it from your own node over Tor, which is really cool to watch. And I think it will take quite some time for most people to understand the implications of what that means. Um I don't think it's reflected in like the current price of Bitcoin. I don't think it's reflected in... It's certainly not reflected in like the mainstream understanding of Bitcoin, especially for people who don't have any, have never used it, which is most people. Yeah. Um, but that fact alone, it's uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And now there's a non-KYC off-ramp where you can go spend Bitcoin on whatever's at the store that you buy, and it does not trigger any kind of taxable event or anything like that. So, um, if you know, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, and if you don't know, you may never have to. It's, that's also the nice thing about Bitcoin, you know? Um, I think it just kind of will continue to chug along. And, uh, I think a lot of the huge spikes have already occurred. I think it'll keep kind of curving up, um, as as, you, as the timeline keeps zooming out, but the thing is, it's going to be such a long term. It's already been such a long term phenomenon, but it's it's not really. You know, we're only a little over a decade into this monster. It's going to continue to just unfurl at such a, I don't know, just like a geological speed to where everybody who's just like, oh, this is the price today. Oh, this is the price today. Oh, volatility. Oh, this, this, this. Uh, it's not really going to show up and be observable in that. It's going to be one of these things where you look back at 100 years after it started, then you'll really start to be able to fully appreciate the narrative and what uh, Bitcoin is, was, and maybe one day will be. So, Dad's my shit stain.
4: Nice. Well, I also wanted to plug the Bitcoin block party coming up here in Kansas City on April 24th.
0: Oh, yeah. You got to be there.
4: Yeah. Abel Kirby's going to be there. Get your butt to Kansas City. We uh, were prepping for it, and like I said, I was repotting plants and found out I have like 12 to 20 baby aloe vera plants that sprouted up, so I'm going to be selling those, because I don't need that many. I have one monster aloe, so just keeping that one. Um, And uh, some other, what else is they? Oh, yeah, I had like a Monstera Deliciosa plant I was able to split. Nice. So, yeah, I'll be selling plants and gemstones yeah you, and we jewelry. got some
0: crazy cool uh gem and mineral specimens yeah that you can get for sats
4: gemstone mushrooms
0: we'll also have copies of m andrew jones's uh, book metal which we've talked about on the show before he sent us a copy i've got several copies including a handful of autographed copies that's right so that will be available everything for sale whether it's food beer uh cool gems the autograph copies of metal, all of it's going to be available exclusively in Bitcoin. So it's going to be pretty damn cool. It's going to be the first of its kind in Kansas City for sure. Um, there's a few kind of these block parties that have rolled out nationwide uh, over the recent past. But uh, yeah, Casey Bitcoiners is putting this one on. And, um,
4: Rain or shine.
0: That's right. We'll be there. No matter the weather, we're going to be there together.
4: (laughs) And we got bowl after bowl stickers for you, so come on down.
0: We might just be throwing those in there. Yep, probably. You never never know.
4: Well, speaking of throwing them in there, you know, it's been a while since, uh, I guess it's been six weeks probably since the six-week cycle kicked off, and I wasn't planning on putting this in my top 333 story, but I've been hearing there were 33 shots fired in a subway today in New York City. Oh, my goodness. I thought it was worth mentioning. Had to sneak one in there, didn't they? Yeah. I'll let the big boys over at No Agenda deconstruct that one a bit more. (laughs) But in uh, more fun top 333 news, a freshman at the University of Nebraska, Kearney, because I guess there's more than one University of Nebraska. Of course. Like the University of Missouri. uh, On the track and field team, she broke a 33-year-old record in the 10,000-meter run during the KT Woodman Classic held at Wichita State. So the old record was uh, 35, 55.7 seconds, I guess. And uh, that was set by the National Association of Inter-co- oh my goodness. Intercollegiate Athletics All-American Paula West in April of 1989. Long time ago, 33 years. Wow. And uh, Grace Bonzel... She just said it at thirty-five thirty four point eight. Woo. Yeah, so a good uh twenty seconds or millisecond well, I guess they're like milliseconds shorter than the original.
0: Shaving off that time. Yeah. That's a long standing record to break.
4: It is. It'll probably take thirty-three more years for the next person to break it. And by person I mean woman. Over thirty-three pounds of fentanyl were seized during a traffic stop in Scottsdale, Arizona. It was about $600,000 worth of fentanyl pills, uh, 23 pounds of pills when they weighed them out, and 10 and a half pounds of powder. That's the big bad drug right now. Yeah. Uh, Related to that one, opioid deaths in Vermont up 33% in 2021. Seems like a pretty standard number for America with the COOF situation and all. Uh, that was 210 fatalities in Vermont. Fentanyl was involved in 93% of them, but you know, just, I gotta say, it's, it is intriguing to me that fentanyl is like first line painkiller use in the hospital. And then cops are like, we touched the bag. We're going to (laughs) die.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. It's interesting. It's hard to know what to believe on all of that for sure.
4: Oh yeah. I mean, the war on drugs has just been so, uh, criminal and misleading and filled with propaganda. And just such a war on people, so... Anyways, my final Top 333 story tonight is that legal weed sales in the United States are expected to hit $33 billion this year. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's a lot of cash, man.
4: Mm -hmm, That's a lot of weed.
0: All cash, baby.
4: People need their weed. And that's just legal weed. Think about if you start counting the underground sales into that. Ooh, boy. Gonna make them wish they would get that federal legalization rolled out. Right. Yeah, don't worry. It's uh, Schumer's, Schumer's got his shit in the works. Well, the Koof is coming back. As you might have noticed, they're trying to bring it back. They're really trying it's,
0: to make it happen, aren't they?
4: It's a, it's a dead horse. <coughs> oh, shit. I think, you know. They're just putting the defibrillator on it. Come on. We need you back.
0: Yeah, it's round <laughs> yeah. round seven. Let's do it.
4: People got to vote, and we need them to vote from home. Come on. It was so easy the last time. Uh, There were 33 new cases of the COOF in Arkansas, Karnataka, India, and Guam. Then in Scotland, there were 33 deaths. Um, And then I wrote down two headlines that caught my eye. COVID-19 infection linked to 33-fold increase in blood clot risk. Mm. This was a study of a million people in Sweden, and it was published in the British Medical Journal last Thursday. Uh, They did note in there that there was a very small increased risk of blood clots associated with the jab. I oh. thought this was interesting they even noted it. Like, they pulled out a small percent, and they were like, okay, these ones we can attribute to the jab. The rest of them we're going to attribute to the infection. But I didn't see any mention of how many of those infected people were jabbed and loaded, you know?
0: Kind of interesting.
4: Yeah, I thought it was interesting to mention the jab at all in there. But I guess they got to cover their asses a little bit. Um but yeah it said there's a so there's that 33 times Pew! increased risk of blood clotting a fivefold increased risk of deep vein thromb- thrombosis and uh you get a twofold risk of bleeding 30 days after being infected with the coof did oh, you know Lord. that so don't get a cut don't fall down and scrape your knee you could bleed a lot according to this medical study
0: yeah, you don't want to be bleeding all over everybody. No.
4: And my final headline here in the COOF section is that Los Angeles COVID cases rose 33% and school outbreaks tripled as the BA.2 2 variant surges. Nice. I don't know what the name of it is. I just see it written as BA.2. So BA2. Anyways, I'm ready to go behind the curtain.
0: No doubt about <laughs> it. No I've been ready.
4: It. It's Tuesday.
0: Heard a couple let pe- me back. Heard a couple of pews here.
4: Oh, let's check the pews. Saw
0: Abel Kirby slipping in.
4: <gasps> Woo! Abel Kirby! Uh,
0: 8888. Oh yeah. He says it's a boost for the Bitcoin block party. Woo! I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Can't wait to see you. I know. It'll be a great time. Excited. Great time. And uh Fletch again. Woo! With the uh, 606. Oh. Because yeah. small boobs matter. Hashtag all boobs matter.
4: Oh yeah. Did you see her breasts? <laughs> You know it. You know it. You love it. I'm quite partial to large anime titties, though. Just saying. <laughs> or could it be her massive stripper titties? <laughs> so the DEA has clarified that weed seeds are legal hemp. So weed seeds in your pocket, totally cool. 50 under state legal? the 2018 I guess, right. hemp bill, the Farm Bill. Sorry.
0: Wow.
4: Yeah, you know why? I guess they
0: don't have THC in them, huh?
4: Well. The delta-9 THC con- concentration, which is all they're concerned about, is less than 0.3% on a dry weight basis. You're right.
0: Yep, makes sense uh, the THC don't happen till the very last part.
4: Does it have less than 0.3% delta-9 THC? Then it's hemp. That goes for everything, I guess.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that goes for gummy bears, for crying out loud.
4: Here comes Johnny Seed. See. Just throw them around, people. It's 50 State Illegal. That's right. The DEA spelled it out.
0: Well, that's very cool. That's, I guess, what we would call a...
4: It's a step in the right direction, after
1: it all. It is! After all, it's a step in the right direction. woo It's a step <laughs> in the right direction, after all.
0: I'm all about it.
4: Me too. Uh, Amazon says that the organizers of the Amazon Labor Union bribed New York warehouse workers with weed for votes to unionize. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, they're challenging that uh, union vote. And they filed 25 objections last Friday, one of which was handing out free weed to everyone. Um, The results of the vote were that there were 2,654 votes cast with 55% in favor of joining the union and uh, there was this hilarious quote in there from a union attorney who said, "Giving out weed is no different than distributing free T-shirts, and it didn't interfere with the vote at all." <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Well, uh, okay, that's an interesting <laughs> point of view.
4: Freebies never hurt. Yeah. And I called it a bribe. So, as
0: uh, Mo, as Mo Facts would say, you know, that's that's some tangibles for your vote.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's some tangibles <laughs> for sure. Uh Well, the International Code Council approved the Hempcrete International Residential Code Proposal this week, so that's the first step toward their formal adoption of Hempcrete as an officially recognized residential building material. Oh, very cool. That's right, yeah. So, um, this has been an uphill battle for the U.S. Hemp Building Association. Um, They've been working to be recognized for a few years, but started really intensively on this proposal campaign last October. Um, Now there's going to be a public review process that takes place um, and ending around June 20th. And then a final determination will be made at a public comment hearing somewhere between September 14th and the 21st in Louisville, Kentucky. So upon reading this, I learned that hempcrete is resistant to mold growth because mold prefers higher acidity. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Also, uh, have you heard of sick building syndrome? I've not. Well, that's caused by all these toxins that are being put into things to improve fire resistance and thermal performance in buildings. Sure. So, to replace all this crap that we've got around us with hempcrete, and you don't get all those toxic crap going yeah. in your lungs.
0: Well, hempcrete does pretty well at both as well—the fire resistance and the uh, uh, the heat management. It's uh, insulatory. Is that the the science word? (laughs) It insulates
4: the house. Yeah, it basically
0: doesn't, uh, you know, concrete, when it's getting beat on all day in the hot sun, it gets hot. Then you have to cool the building more Mm. with these big concrete buildings. Uh, Hempcrete, not quite as much.
4: I've also seen some freaky mold growing in people's basements before. Mold. Oh, yeah. Not cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I've seen some shit. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen.
4: Yeah. And I don't want to see it again.
0: Oh, man. Most recent one I saw was this place that had like a... Throughout the whole main floor, they had... Weirdest system. I don't know. It might have been more common back in the day. But there's like a radiator system that used um, just this hot water boiler from the basement. And everywhere underneath the floorboards in the basement that that boiler system radiator was... Just the thick coat of Ugh. mostly white mold, but then there was black mold, all Ugh. kinds of like every color of mold. It's like rainbows of mold underneath. It was so nasty. That's gross. Yeah, it was very can't nasty. Can't be around that. Nasty. Oh,
4: yeah, man. It makes me sick thinking about it. <laughs> well, you can't buy
0: this one, you guys.
4: <laughs>
0: I advise you to look at a different place.
4: <laughs> no joke. Oh, speaking of looking at a different place, that's how I ended up in Missouri because Massive Two Shits has some crazy stuff going on Uh-oh. with a Supreme Judicial Court argument hearing that happened this week. It's a, it's a long story. But there's this company called Basque Inc., a can of biz, of course. Uh, they're trying to open a retail store in Taunton, but they were denied a zoning permit they needed to apply for the licensure in October of 2019. So they appealed it, went to trial in August of 2020, and um, the they made a motion to stop the city of Taunton from holding their hearings and issuing licenses while they got their special permits in order. And the land court stepped in and granted that, and then, um, well, of course, the city fought back, and a judge ruled that the land court didn't have the subject matter jurisdiction to pause the hearings for the city over the licensing of these dispensaries and uh, that they couldn't enter this injunction that the business requested. So we'll move on to December 23rd of 2021, and the land court rules in favor of the can business and awards them a special permit, which again, the city denied them, um, and they just said, hey, there's a few extra like procedures you have to go through when you're applying for this license because you got a special permit from us. So there's a few extra steps here. Well, the city didn't like that, appealed this whole thing, the licensing and everything, said that the land court exceeded its jurisdiction again and went on to hold a hearing to award three licenses which they did, one of which went to a business that was a quarter mile away from where Basque was planning to open. So a week after that, Basque filed a complaint for civil contempt, got a hearing, and the <laughs> this was a mess. The judge ordered an interim stay of the contempt proceeding. Um, so basically like, hey, wait on these licenses, let's pause everything. But then he vacated it. And then he ordered a partial stay of the land court judgment saying the land court never had the ability to affect what the city council would do with the special permit or with any license application that Basque might file.
0: God, what a shit show! So
4: the whole court case now is, did the land court have authority to halt the licensing process in Taunton? Even though it didn't, um, after it was determined that the city improperly denied this company a special permit... In the city, the, you know, people representing the city are like, hey, we haven't hit our cap. We have two licenses available. And one is like, we're kind of retaining it for Basque, But it's like, who wants to open a dispensary a quarter mile away from another one, you know? Yeah. That's walking distance.
0: It's I little, don't know. It's a little wild.
4: But what a mess.
0: Yeah, they don't have their shit together out there. Yeah. but
4: it's, just, it's kind of crazy this- all the licensing people have to go through, you know, especially in, uh, Taxachusetts, it's like, oh, you need the zoning permit, but then the city yeah, won't give it I to mean, you, but the it, land court will, so take advantage of it, if, but then you can't.
0: If every little board and commission and city council is going to, like, jump up and stand in your way and you got to appease all of them, like...
4: You're never going to get anywhere.
0: It's such a gauntlet to have... <laughs> it's a complete gauntlet to have to run, you know?
4: Yeah, exactly. So, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> Best of to you. I did see that um, Basque had, they have a store in Fairhaven. Um, I think that might be their flagship store. And Montel Williams um, was selling his products there. And so mm-hmm. he did a little meet and greet at their location. So they got some good PR going for them. In Maryland, the House and Senate unanimously passed a bill for an alternative therapies fund. I thought it was interesting that it was a unanimous pass in both the House and Senate of Maryland. Anyways, this would provide cost-free psychedelics for veterans with PTSD and traumatic brain injuries. And then they would study the effects of it using the grant, whatever. Um, They're specifically, specifically looking at psilocybin, MDMA, and ketamine, which is cool. Yeah. You know? Vets deserve it more than most people. Everyone deserves an alternative, I would say, yeah. to Western medicine. But, yeah, please, can we take care of our veterans? What's
0: well, the thing. You should be able to make an informed choice about all of it, you know, whether it's mental health care, your medicine, your food, your vaccinations, all of it.
4: I like that they're doing it cost-free, too, though, because it's like maybe this is a skeptical group who's been really steered away with all the war on drugs fear propaganda True. being funneled through the system and stuff. So they're like, hey, look, at no cost to you, we'll just try it. If it helps, it helps. If it doesn't, you're just done. You know, you don't have to do it again. But, yeah, we'll see. Now well, they're keeping the Cannabis Freedom Act in the news here in Missouri um, because this week a representative from St. Charles amended it during on one of the committees To specifically exclude transgender women from access to no-interest loans, which are written into this bill for women in minority-owned cannabis businesses. Mm. Um, You know, the news is running around calling this a poison pill. Ah, he's going against the trannies. The bill's dead in the water. Uh, But I just thought it was a good way to keep it in the news. You know, that's the difference between the Cannabis Freedom Act and Shamed Dogan's awesome bill. Right. He didn't get the coverage. This thing has stayed alive in the mainstream. They can't stop talking about it. It's
0: wild to see.
4: And so um, this guy, his last name's Schroer, he's running for blunt seat, you know, so he also wants his name in the news, obviously. Right. Um, but he stepped back and he, he was like, I'm not trying to kill this bill. What I'm really trying to do is make everyone question the constitutionality of the loan program altogether, which I'm kind of down with. You know, if you're going to do these like no interest loans, why not just open it up for everyone? Why does it have to be women and minorities? I, I'm, not, I just, I'm an equal opportunist, I guess, instead of a social equity believer here. But I don't know. Then uh, KC Rep... Ashley Bland Manlove. She's got a great name.
0: Holy moly.
4: I know. Oh, you've read her name before, though, right? Uh, Bland Manlove. love. Like I would remember
0: Bland Manlove, <laughs> man.
4: not a joke. This is really her name. She's got two last names, and they're Bland Manlove.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
4: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, she was able to get rid of the micro-license program that had been written into the bill, and she also doubled the license cap that was written in. So that's pretty cool. And she also, this Representative Roden, he tried to put in a cap for the number of medical permits, which seemed like some very deep-rooted Missouri Cannabis uh, Trade Association plan, you know? And she called it out. She was like, "Ah, we don't need the industry creeping up in here. We're striking that down. So they did. They got rid of that amendment. And yeah, she doubled the license cap. I thought that was cool as hell. I'd rather see no license cap, but yeah, at least double it. So, hey, Cannabis Freedom Act, staying alive in Missouri. Maybe it'll go somewhere.
0: Yeah, hopefully.
4: Yeah, uh, I'm not going to hold my breath, but we'll see. The Oklahoma Supreme Court has rejected a lawsuit which challenged the constitutionality of their new approach pack backed campaign. Of course, new approach, national organization now, backing recreational bills in every state that kind of favor the club, for lack of better term. Sure. You know, the insiders, those who got in with big funding on the medical initiatives. Ah, anyways, um, this lawsuit was brought about by a man named Jed Green, who's the director of Oklahomans for Responsible Cannabis Action, a.k.a. Orca. Cool. <laughs> he claimed that their measure was unconstitutional under a single-subject law, which I'm like, hey, I see that, using their playbook against them. That's interesting. Um, he, he said that the multiple subjects were the legal selling of weed and dealing with expungement, which would be a justice matter. And I think that was maybe poor footing there. Um, and then he also said that uh, the summary presented to voters is misleading. In un- um, But, you know, the judge said all of this is unfounded. He couldn't argue it, so.
2: Yeah.
4: Eh, that got thrown out. New approach is still, uh, you know, sending people on the streets, collecting the votes everywhere. All around you. In Oregon... Leaf's license was suspended for 70 days, and they have been issued a $200,000 fine, which is the maximum allowable financial penalty under state law. Of course, why did this happen? Oh, because someone at Curaleaf accidentally switched the labels between CBD and THC drops, and people got sick, people wound up in the hospital. Yep. Um, a man died, not because of the THC, but because of probably panicking along with a lot of other illnesses he was battling. You know, people went to the hospital. One man had surgery because they thought he had a stroke. Just, just like, a lot of crazy (laughs) shit happened. That was
0: nuts, yes. A lot
4: of people, one guy got helicoptered out of where he was. Can't, CBD and THC, that's a big difference.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
4: This is why I'm all for a full plant, okay? You take the full plant... You know what you're getting into every time. Yes. You know, strain to strain maybe a little bit different, but weed is weed. Ugh, you start doing these huge milligrams of CBD, and then one day it's huge amounts of THC, that's going to be a bad day. It's
0: a rough switch.
4: Yeah. So, i will get on top of you, man. In New Jersey, the Cannabis Regulatory Commission on Monday approved seven medical dispensaries to start selling recreational weed as soon as the end of this month, maybe. Ooh. When I was like, oh, yay, they finally are getting going. And then I was like, wait, only seven people got the green light. Who could it be? Oh, well, you know, Cure Relief, who we just mentioned, huge national player. Yep. Verano, GTI, Columbia Care, Ascend, Acreage, and TerraSend. Our friends to the north will know a lot of these players because they're... A lot of them are going ons in Canada. So these are all big club players. Borg bud. Yeah, you know, big weed.
0: <laughs> big weed. Uh, what a world.
4: It's real. They got lots of money. And they're in every state. And as soon as recreational passes, or no, as soon as medical passes, they were there. I mean, shit. Yep. When Missouri passed CBD only in, what, 2012? Cureleaf came in. Bada bing, bada boom, here we are. Yep. You need Charlotte's Web? We'll grow Charlotte's Web. We got the money. We'll get a huge place outside of St. Louis. Yeah, well. (laughs) North Dakota had a recreational bill filed for the November ballot. No surprise, it's by new approach. Under Mm -hmm. it, you can possess up to an ounce, four grams of concentrate or 500 milligrams in your edibles. And you can cultivate... Cultivate up to a whopping three plants in an enclosed, locked space. If someone sees your plants because they're not in an enclosed, locked space, you can be fined two hundred and fifty dollars. And if you grow more than three plants, you can be fined three hundred dollars.
0: This was wild to me. What is like? If I got an enclosed, locked space like. My whole goddamn house is an enclosed locked space, right? Yeah, it should like, be. Like I lock my house. You can't just come into my house. So what the fuck? What's the extra shit for?
4: It's like the states that have ridiculous gun laws, gun safety, they call it laws, where you have to keep the ammo in a separate area it's than like the gun. <laughs>
0: once that property line, once you come on this side of it where I live, then, you know, the shit you think and say goes out the window. Yeah. This is my place now.
4: Yeah, this is my laws. I
0: don't understand this type <laughs> of shit. I don't understand how they can regulate that kind of, that kind of level where they're going to tell you you got to grow a plant, but you have to have it in a fucking room x size, and in a room, the room has to have a lock. It's ridiculous. Like it says who? Who's coming in here? You can't fucking come in here. Get out of here.
4: Yeah, but you know it just perpetuates the trust no one society. A lot of the times when people get in trouble, it's because their own family. Yeah, well, it's ratting on them.
0: Just oh. like these, all these, there's so many, so many rules that just don't need to exist. Yeah, no, no freedom. So many rules. It's yeah. Like, what's the point of this right. fucking rule? That's what, what is, kills me. What is it accomplishing? Like, let's say we all followed it. Why?
4: Why? Yeah. Why?
0: Why? I don't get it. Maybe I'm just an idiot. I mean, no guarantee i'm just an idiot but well i'm saying like i don't know
4: that's what kills me with all the federal proposals is it's like okay we'll take it off the controlled substances substances act but hey we're gonna create a whole new team of people to regulate this and there's gonna be new laws and new penalties and new rules to get to follow and all this stuff that gets established it's too much yeah it makes it even more complicated than just being prohibited on the csa
0: it's crazy, it's crazy clown There we world. are. Clown yeah, world. Clown
4: world, honk, honk.
0: What can we say, man?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
0: Ooh, I honked a pew.
4: <laughs> Perfect time to pew.
0: Carolyn says, say no to mold. Look at a different place. Ah, uh,
4: for real.
0: 800 sats from Fountain.
4: Woo, thanks, Carolyn.
0: 6666 six, six, six from Boobs.
4: Hey-o. <laughs> he
0: says, oh, fuck, you're gonna make me cultivate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Cultivating in the bowl. There's
0: all three of his plant limit right there. I don't
4: know what's going on with me tonight. My tongue is tangled.
0: Tangle, dingle, tangle, tangle, tangle.
4: Yeah. Tang tongled Yeah. Anyway, here's a clown World story for you. The Wyoming Supreme Court rejected a man's argument that the prohibition of weed is unconstitutional. I'm just saying that's a damn shame.
0: it's It's definitely unconstitutional.
4: Mm hmm. Yeah, they also unanimously upheld upheld his conviction because uh, he sold pot to informants, yeah. <laughs> which is never a... Gee whiz, man. I know, and it's all so bad. So gross. Now, he was sentenced to one year in prison and three years of probation, so I guess it could be worse, but...
2: Uh,
4: I don't know. He appealed his conviction. You know, he argued that alcohol and tobacco... Are identical in their effects on the human body, which I don't think that's a mm, strong argument. It's
0: definitely a weak one. Yeah. <laughs> They're different, um, but. Uh,
4: but he talked about the substances listed in the Wyoming Controlled Substances Act, uh, which includes weed, but the sellers. Of those substances are treated very differently under the law, which he believed violated constitutional guarantees that people who take part in the same activity will be treated the same way under the law.
0: Equal protection. I mean, I'm always bitching about equal protection, but uh, judges just say it doesn't mean what it's supposed to mean, basically. They're like, oh, no, that's not that.
4: There was a little bit of a problem here. The judges traced the history of the States Controlled Substances Act And noted that it never refers to alcohol or tobacco, pointing out that there was a law, actually, on the books that prohibited alcohol and tobacco from ever being added to the CSA. So he made a bad example out Mm. of those two very protected drugs that we have in our
0: society. Well, what he should have said, (laughs) instead of saying that they have some identical effect, which is ludicrous. Yes. Uh he should have said that uh, the like, other two have far more detrimental effects. And alcohol especially when it comes to both impairment and lethality, hello. Yep. Versus weed, where it's like, All right, some weed, man. Like <laughs>
4: The only thing I could think is <laughs> The
0: worst you can get on weed is like freaking yourself out. Like you psych yourself out. Oh yeah. You know?
4: Everyone knows I'm stoned. You're
0: like, yeah. You can't keep it together. <laughs> so you just have to sit down for a while. With 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 alcohol, it's the opposite. Like you think you have all your shit together, oh but you're yeah, just, you're just <laughs> like all over the place, falling over people. You're like, I'm I'm fine, great.
4: And with tobacco, you're gonna get some shit done. With tobacco, <laughs> it's like
0: all right, you're so good. Taking a little break. It's neither of those things going on. <laughs> no, it'll kill you because you use it all the time. Uh, once you're old, I guess. Like that's the fucking deal.
4: No, that's what they say. Okay. <laughs> Well,
0: I promise you're going to die once you get old enough.
4: Yes. Yeah, we're all going to die. Once you get
0: old enough. If you haven't before then, then yes.
4: Yeah. (laughs) The justices also ruled that he failed to prove pot sellers and alcohol or tobacco sellers are taking part in similar activities. Which, that's a fuck you justices thing. They're selling shit for money. How is that not similar activities?
0: <laughs> so, I'm telling you, dude, I re I raise equal protection gripes all the time when it comes to how weed is treated, regulated, it's ridiculous. as it's legalized, all of the bank bullshit they pull on us. Uh no. They they'll never see because equal protection is just a joke. It's like it apparently does it's yeah. so selectively applied. If you can just wave your hand and say, well, that doesn't count in this case. But it's like, well, why, though? Why, yeah. Why?
4: He had a backup argument that prohibiting the consumption of a controlled substance infringes on a person's right to freedom of thought. And the judge rejected that.
0: Sure. I mean, from yeah. a legal standpoint, all of these are really sh- poor arguments from where he's coming from, you know? I know. Because it's like, well, you know... you. You can think whatever you want. It's like, there's not a thought that you get when you're high that you can't have when you're not high. That's not how thinking works. Yeah. You know? It's true. There's like, there's a headspace maybe that you're going to be in or like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, but no, there's not like.
4: There's some effects on your body that are different from alcohol or tobaccos. Yes. But yeah, weed, such a harmless drug. Just a little weed. And here we are. This is our world. Prohibition. Yay. But good news around the world, not in America, Albania is legalizing the cultivation of medical pot. Oh, boy. So they'll be able to grow soon. And then on your birthday, June 9th of this year, people in Thailand will be able to home grow as much as they want.
0: Hell, yeah. Fuck the limit. 69! 69, dudes! Yeah, a
4: day in history, six nine day, the wolf's birthday, and home grow for all in Thailand.
0: It's a very good day.
4: I love that. Um, and then my last story for my behind the curtain segment tonight comes from Canada, where six terminally ill cancer patients were able to receive a legal psilocybin treatment to ease end of life anxiety. I love these stories. Um So they received the country's first legally produced psilocybin and attended a group therapy over the weekend. Uh, One man had used it before and talked about mushrooms lasting six months for him. And he had this quote in there that I liked. He said, magic mushrooms allowed me to calm the worries in my head, allowing my body to use my energy for healing instead and process those fears in a supportive environment. Mm. i love mushrooms yeah that's my little i love mushrooms ending to the behind the curtain segment
0: yeah because
4: it's it's a great mushrooms are great I love, love
0: mushrooms are you
4: afraid of death you love mushrooms
0: <laughs> mushrooms man
4: <laughs> have a laugh
0: chill your ass out freak freak your ass out chill your ass out
4: oh no just a little laugh or microdose and tea and then you just feel good get out of that sad dark wintry headspace yeah free yourself you, mind? Yeah. Serving a bowl of mushrooms here in the bowl. Anyways, that's all I got. That's the behind the curtain tonight.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Well, uh, I'm trying to work behind the scenes here with oh. the Rav Cyber Trucker to uh, iron out some Google Drive issues. <sighs> and uh, for right now, Google. Unable to, uh, to access the folder that that lives in. But um, as we figure that out, we also want to talk to our bowlers about first time they ever skipped a rock no i don't mean pass one in line as you're waiting i mean chucking one over the surface of water and watching it go doot 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 doot. um
4: making it jump
0: you gotta love it gotta jump it's magical um and let's see what our first caller had to say Ooh. Point, bro. Like a little gun battle in the voicemail. Yeah.
1: Time,
2: bro, 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 Yo,
6: Bitcoin June over here, BTC June on Twitter. Okay, I can't figure out how to set up tips, but um, send me sat,
1: bitch.
0: <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Cheers, caller. Uh, <laughs> Here's our next caller.
5: You know, the first time I skipped a rock, well, I was probably seven by the time I figured out how to do it. Um, but, you know, of course, at that age, I was, uh, you know, you see the Andy Griffith show on, on reruns back, you know, when I was a kid anyway, because it was, it was off, it was off the, uh, you know, prime time or whatever. <laughs> at the, by the time, I was a, I was a yip lad, but, uh, yeah, I eventually figured out how to do it. It's just, it, it's, you just, uh, you know, I remember trying to throw two rocks, you know, to try and pretend like I did it, you know, but then eventually figured out, you know, you gotta give it the right spin and everything. And then, the, uh, then it actually, uh, happens. And in fact, I did that today. I was over at a lake nearby where I'm staying and it is actually, uh, quite a, uh, uh, yeah, it's the first time I, I, I didn't hit it right and the second time I did. Okay. You know, you got it. you can, you can skip just about anything if you give it enough, uh, time and energy, but, uh, you know, but, you know, it's, it's it's a simple pleasure, and I'm kind of looking forward to having more of life's simple pleasures here as I'm going through what I'm going through. So,
0: In the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the
4: bowl, phone boy.
0: Phone boy. Seeing that bright, shiny light at the end of the tunnel.
4: Skipping rocks.
0: Skipping rocks, baby. I love the Andy Griffith theme going on there. Yeah, me too. Very wholesome. Very old school. Good work. Good work. And you know what? This next collar does good work.
3: Oh, man. oh How's man.
2: Spencer and
3: Delorean <laughs> doing tonight. Oh hey, hey in right. the mold. It is Tuesday. Hell yeah. Unfortunately no tacos are being had tonight. Uh... But woe is us. Anyway, uh so rock throwing, yeah. I mean, I do remember one time uh I was I was uh hanging out with my buddy Matt. And, uh, he actually lived down by the, well, he had a van down by the river, but he down kind of lived down there By the kind river! Of didn't work at that point. So, anyway, but our friend Dwayne was hanging out with us, and we we're just like goofing around and whatnot, and just being kind of crazy, and, you know, and whatever. And, uh, we literally, like, Matt and I, we just literally, we kind of like picked up Dwayne and just kind of like skipped him out across the river, and that I'm not, that was a lot of fun, so Mr. Johnson was just like, woo, out there, but anyway, there was that time, but uh, yeah, I mean, the first time, I, I really don't, like, I don't have a specific memory, uh, but I do remember, like, you kind of see it on TV or movies or whatever, people like, yeah, let's get The Rock, and it goes really far, and I never would... Not like kind of like leaved off of a pond or something like that, you know. And most of the time, when there's the water, it's going the ocean, so skipping rock in the ocean's not that easy. But I remember the first time you get that like one little skip and you're like, Yeah, uh, yeah, and then you know, like two or three, and that was probably, probably max, maybe two, three, four or something. But I remember the first time, yeah, or you know, the kind of general memory of being like the first time to skip that rock and it actually bounced a little bit, and you're just like, Yes, kind of deal, but uh. Yeah. Anyway, did that not too long ago at Tahoe, where my wife and I were trying to skip some ice across the across the lake oh, yeah. a little bit. So that was fun. But yeah, not not a recollection of the very first, but just kind of that feeling of like, ooh, I can kind of see how this is done because you try doing it a few times and get that flat rock, and you okay, try to get down closer to the water and and not too high up on the beach or whatever you want to call it. So. All right, this is Chris from Battles. Stay dangerous. Love you guys.
0: Kaka! Gagala, <laughs> love you, man. We love you. Always oh, stay dangerous. Oh, he had a PS though. He he was just even more dangerous. He had to call right back.
3: And also, yes. just So I get it out onto the podcast universe. Uh, but speaking of dreams, because that was oh what, yes buds or something the other week. Ah, uh, it was but, a uh, abs in the six I said pack. like I never dream, or uh-huh. it's always like never. never Never for anything, like, really specific or whatnot. Maybe that's in the feedback now that I think about it. Anyway, or you guys are Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll just say it here. But uh I had a dream. I had a dream. Um, I had a dream, and it was John Lennon was playing in Lincoln Park, and it was after Chester had died. Oh, shit. And I remember kind of thinking to myself, like, oh, Chester's dead, you know, but, like, you know, John Lennon's here and he's playing the guitar <laughs> and I was like, but isn't this good, like kind of odd? Because I feel like maybe more people are going to be seeing John or, uh, uh, John Lennon and want to be like paying attention to Linkin Park and, you know, like whatever sort of deal, you know, it's like giving him a, a famous musician on somebody's not a famous kind of deal, like that mindset wise. Anyway, but yeah, and then I like wake up later, I'm like, wait, but John Lennon was already dead and you way before Chester and all that <laughs> right. of stuff, so, yeah. But, yeah, that was a dream I had, and Freaky. i just say it because, again, I don't really have dreams very often, and it's just always just two groups of, or two different groups of people seeing each other, so, yeah, but, uh, you know, whatever, that's, that's, that, Oh, well, that's something, so, uh, Pekka!
0: Pekka! indeed.
4: Hey, I had a dream.
0: Yeah, we totally forgot to talk about dreams, too.
4: Yeah, dreams too happened.
0: absinth 6 com. Yeah, we finally my got our... dot finally, <laughs> finally got our ass's shit over there again.
4: Yeah, about freaking time. Little bowls with a six pack. Right. We also had a pew come through.
0: Oh, we did, didn't we? Thirty-three,
4: thirty-three. Yeah, from the lovely NetNed. <laughs> Sending small stone karma. Oh, thank
0: you. <laughs> thank you for the small stone karma. And, uh, of course, this next color.
1: Strawberries, apples, and grapes, oh my, the passion explodes with every bite. No longer the flower upon the wall, so much potential now standing tall. Eyes that burn with the fire of the sea, gazing upon my eternity. Your love brings such fire your kisses ignite. My body of flame, long into the night. Quench my soul with your words and my fear with your touch. Je t'aime toujours pour mon amour.
4: The princess, bring the poetry.
0: There it is. And
4: some French.
0: Yeah. Into the bowl. Into the bowl. Into the bowl. What can I say? Uh, P.S.
1: So the for this week is the first time I ever skipped a rock. You know, I can vaguely remember being young. And we had a pond at the end of the road I lived on. And I would find some of the most magnificent flat rocks. And just skip them for what seemed like endless hours across the water. I know some pretty good distances on a few of them too. One actually almost made it from shore to shore one time. A nice, really smooth flat run. I haven't done so in a really long time, but yeah. Maybe I'll have a chance soon to skip rocks, take walks, and live life. Enjoy all it has to offer. Because I've decided that I'm going to take a big bite out of life. And I'm going to enjoy every juicy drop. Smoke em if it got a all phoenix
0: out oh yeah taking it by the horns that's what we like to hear
4: simple pleasures too and taking time out that's right to just tune out and tune in with the actual environment around you yeah breathing fresh air and important. being out in nature is important. very important
0: important you gotta have your fresh air man
2: i like fresh air motherfucker.
4: and getting that vitamin d yeah straight from the sun
0: from source from source uh Source this next caller.
6: Uh, Face to the screen bowlers.
2: Face to the screen.
6: I got another, uh, oh, I know this is late. I already did one. But this is the first time I lost my shit kind of deal. And this one was in school. So it's kind of like work, like slave training, right? Oh, yeah. So I actually kind of got this one written down. Something reminded me of it today. So I'm going to go ahead and just kind of read what I wrote earlier. I had a couple buddies in eighth grade math. We agreed that one of them and I would do most of the research, and the other one would take it all home. And do all the whiz-bang colored printer stuff, because it was a small town back in the 90s. You know, I I didn't have a computer even, I don't think, at all at the time. And my buddy had one maybe. But, like, the one guy was the, the tech dude. He had all the, they tried to counterfeit money, I think, one time, him and some buddies, man. <laughs> so, anyway. oh, Because the Secret Service came to our school and, like, scared the shit out of everybody.
0: Oh, God. Oh.
6: That's, that was a few years later. But, anyway, we were set to kick some ass in that school project, you know but he had a dentist appointment on the presentation day and his shit was locked in his locker and we couldn't get it. And we told the teacher like, come on, just can we open his locker? It's in there. It's in there. Oh, so the teacher accused the two of us that he did all the research and uh, he did all the work. Like we did the research and she accused us of doing all the work or making him do all the work, man, I'm fucking up now. <laughs> she tried to make us throw everything on poster boards with Sharpies. And when I complained too much, she told me to go to the principal's office. Like, a bitch, you know, and I'm just like, oh, you know, fine. I shoved the markers and poster boards off the desk saying, okay, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to get out of here. Fine. And she's like, I'm getting out in the hallway. I walked through the door. She's like, yeah, go to the principal's office. I fucking snapped. I was already out in the hallway. I yelled, suck my fucking cock so loud. Everyone in every class <laughs> in the eighth grade heard me. Wow. Exactly. Even classes had the door shut, man. like, I went straight home and told mom what I did. I was like... Hey, Mom, I told her this for that reason. And she's like, okay. And then we were all summoned to the principal's office to meet with that teacher, and they didn't even mention it. They didn't even say, <laughs> just said, suck my fucking cock. <laughs> or in my opinion, I think I actually said dick, but still, same thing. Everybody heard it, man. And, like, the one kid, I don't want to name him because he was the one that did, like, the counterfeiting later, and then uh Buddy Boy, the other guy. Well, a couple of years later, we went on to win a debate against really popular girls in class on the legalization of recreational weed because at first we were like, hey, let's go for a... Uh, fucking like medical weed but no they were like you have to argue for recreational and we did it man we beat them nice. oh yeah and uh the popularity we only won by a couple votes but most of this because like their buddies voted for them sure and, uh, so we were a good team you know nice but mom knew that like it was bullshit so she let me just sit at home and play video games for three days when i was suspended
0: cool nice in there the bowl
4: in the bowl
0: in the bowl good moves
4: yeah. Oh, fuck that, too. No doubt. When you do all the research and your friend just compiles it, that's... Yeah. uh Accusatory teachers. Miserable fucking people.
0: No doubt. You told them uh, what to do, though.
4: Suck my dick right here, lady. <laughs> yes, but not as calmly.
0: Right. Well, sometimes you gotta let it all out.
4: Yeah, loud enough for everyone to hear it, too.
0: You remember the first time you said ever skipped a rock?
4: I remember it vividly. <laughs> so... As you all know, or many of you know, I lived with my great-grandparents growing up, and they lived on a dead-end street which had a little cul-de-sac at the end, but no houses around it. Uh, Then there's a little patch of woods and a creek on the other side of it. So when we got heavy rains, the creek would rise up, and that cul-de-sac would fill up with... I say a creek, I think it might have literally been the Taunton River, so probably stupid sounding. But anyways, that little cul-de-sac area would just fill with water. So then we had a little pond at the end of the street. So when I was little, my papa used to drive me around on his lawnmower. And he'd just go up and down the street and visit our neighbor friends and go to the convenience store or whatever on the lawnmower. (laughs) And so we rode to the end of the street, and of course everything was kind of... It tended to erode down there. It probably was asphalt once, but with all the flooding and turning into a little pond and then, you know, like an ice skating rink in the winter, uh, all that, all those, the asphalt just broke up into tiny rocks and then all the sediment came in from the river. So there were always these rocks down there and whatever. One day, my papa just decided to go for a lawnmower ride with me on his knee and we went down there and he, you know, sat there and smoked his cigarettes and he showed me... Now, he was skipping rocks, and then I tried, and I mostly just tossed them in. And he laughed at me and was like, "No, nah, you gotta go for the flat ones." And so he he helped me find a really good rock, right? And he's like, "Okay, we'll get some practice rocks, and then when you feel good about it, you can use this really good rock." And this guy, he could do the trip skip, you know, like he could get three good jumps out of a rock. And I was pretty impressed by that, because uh, it took me a while, but I finally skipped a rock and i was so proud and i uh when i did finally throw the good one that we had picked out together i got a double skip out of it but that's that's as far as my rock skipping ability goes i can do maybe a double skip but that's like a good day for me Mm. but this first day that first time i ever skipped a rock yeah that was the jam i was on it then just took a little bit of you know focus and trying over and over again. Yeah. And being a little kid, so I wasn't thinking about literally anything else. Just skipping rocks with my papa.
0: Yep. yep. That's a good spot That's to be, man. That's a life, man. <laughs> for sure. No doubt, dude. No doubt.
4: Do we have any more bowlers calling in with their rock skipping stories?
0: Let's see. Let's check.
6: Hey, this is your seat sitter. Hey. And, uh, the first time I ever skipped a rock, um, I, I skipped a, I, I think I, my record is four skips with the rock on the lake. Ooh. But really, uh the first time I ever really skipped the rock was last week when uh Sir Spencer got a kidney stone and I did that's the that's the first time I really skipped a rock where it mattered, you know where it counted.
0: <laughs> hey oh God.
4: And I just skip the rock out of your cock, Spence.
0: I got to. You I got sk- to. If, look, if I could just go back in time and skip this rock altogether.
4: You would, obviously. You would yeah. maybe cut back on your daily vitamins and not get so much calcium. Or whatever you think it might be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Any more collars?
7: Yeah, absolutely. Well, whoa. whoa. The, the Google Voice uh, beep, beep beep is like a ha Like uh yeah, hawk, hawk something like that. I don't know. That's weird.
0: Weird. Uh.
7: So... Anyway, the maybe, first maybe they're I clowning you stone um my parents bought a cabin in northern michigan on a lake and i think from about like the age of five so uh, i don't know if it would have been it took me a good year to get a stone to skip like right with throwing motion and all that just couldn't get it down and then once i did uh I'm a skipping fool. Uh, my mom would literally have to tell me to stop trying to throw rocks in the water after a while. Cause I was, uh, pretty infatuated with it. And then my sister actually found a rock that was almost, uh, almost like record shaped. It was black, I remember too. And that's what kind of made it look like a record. But it was like fatter in the middle, like almost saucer shaped, but perfectly round. Hmm. And I so wanted to skip that rock so bad. But uh, I wouldn't doubt even to this day she has that rock because it was such an odd-shaped rock. I know she had it on, like, a little uh, cabinet that she had in her room when we were kids. But, uh, yeah, that's my skipping story. Nice. In the bowl. In the bowl.
0: Oh.
4: Oh, if you see that rock again, you're still going to think about skipping it. Perfect skipping rock. I it?
0: love coming across one, man.
4: Yeah, what about you? First time you ever skipped a rock, you remember?
0: I'm per- Yeah, yeah. Uh, The very first time was was out in Massachusetts. Whoa. Because it's funny, I grew up going to the Lake of the Ozarks, but where I was at at the Lake of the Ozarks, my grandparents had like a cabin down there and then they built a house down there uh, while I was real little. And it's like, there's not really a good place where there's a bunch of rocks and an appropriate place to chuck them out into the drink, you know? Yeah. It's like, if you find rocks down there, it's usually they're a lot smaller and uh most of them are like landscape rocks you know it's like don't hey don't pitch my rocks into the into the lake so it wasn't you know it was like i was around water a lot down there that's where i learned to swim and different things like that but it wasn't until one of these beaches in massachusetts where it was just like all rocky as all hell
4: oh yeah no sand just rocks
0: it was just like rocks on rocks and rocks and there was sand but it was most it was like a shitload of rocks a lot of rocks yeah and uh, that's the perfect place for them because it's, like, all type of these rocks are really good, flat, like, thin rocks you can just chunk along. Oh, yeah. So I actually did uh, – I did learn to skip stones out there on the ocean.
4: Nice. Same place as me. Well, Massachusetts, same place as me. Yep. I was on a little flooded area. But yeah. you were out on the ocean. Like that's an pretty inlet cool. inlet or something. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because when I thought of the skipping rocks – First time I ever, or maybe you thought of it. I don't remember how it came up, but the first thing I thought of was our early dates we'd go down to the mighty mo, down to the river, and you'd skip rocks on the river. Yeah, yeah you could do the trip skip,
0: oh, like yeah. nothing.
4: You just get a trip skip. You're like, ah, that's not enough jumps. So I'm like, I like you?
0: six or more, dude. Honestly, yeah,
4: that I was just. I mean, as if I wasn't a big enough fan. <laughs> So made me wild. You know? oh, I was like, holy yeah. mackerel. So I thought my papa was pretty cool for doing the trip skip, but here you are trying to get your those rocks across the river. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's the little things, I guess.
4: And I was like, what if I asked you to suck my dick right here, lady? <laughs> yeah, what if?
0: <laughs> uh what if? What if this next collar? You never know. Never know. Yo. Yo. Yo, this is Guzman of the West, Midwest. Hey, yo! What's up, Guzman? Don't. Oh, <laughs> it's a place to be. First time I ever skipped a skipped a rock.
3: Yeah, man. Uh, was probably with my dad.
0: Oh, nice Me too. Uh, Lake Michigan. Okay. Or maybe with my brother somewhere else. <laughs> Could have been there. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. Out. Out in Out. the bowl, sir. <laughs> in the bowl, sir.
4: He hit it, man.
0: He hit it. No doubt, man. Sometimes it hits you.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Very often. Very often. Just listen
0: to me. I don't think drugs ever hit this next caller, though.
7: Easiest way to skip a rock, just say uh, no to drugs, kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Oh, my God. Good stuff. Oh, we have a PS. I was so high. No way. I
7: almost said, (laughs) say drugs to no. Which then, when I hung up the phone, I realized that had a totally different connotation. Makes you wonder. There's a little bit of back masking in that. Don't say no to drugs, kids. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Don't say
2: no to drugs.
4: (laughs) In the bowl. In the bowl, of boobs. Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? It's working.
0: My boy's woozing. Yeah, did he get the stuff that worked?
4: The bowl is lit tonight.
0: Holy moly! Yeah, yeah that'll happen around here. That'll happen around uh-huh. here. That'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> happen to this next caller, I think, a time or two. Hey,
2: Laurian. Hey, hey, Carolyn. Hey, hey, Spencer.
0: Hey, oh, what's up?
2: Hey, guys.
0: How's it going?
2: How you doing?
0: Oh, you know. Pretty good. good. Pretty good.
2: good. Me? I'm all
1: right. I'm good. Doing all right? So, so the question... What was the question? question was... The question...
0: Uh, skipping... If you skipped getting question, stoned...
1: First time I ever... Skipped a... A cock.
5: <laughs> well. Hmm. <laughs> like the... The bird or...
0: Oh. The cat.
1: Oh. Oh. Um.
0: Cock of the Rock.
1: You know, I might have to give you a call back on that one. <laughs> gonna have to do some research. Anyway. Let's pour through the love
0: archives. You guys. <laughs> love you. We love you. Care Bear. Carolyn Blaney of the Hogs Theory Blaneys. Yeah. Never. It, it, Carolyn might not have been known to skip a cock. Possible. You gotta look through the. You gotta check. You gotta click. <laughs> You gotta look through the diary, you gotta look through the day planner Check the dates Check the
4: archives <laughs> Check
0: the archives, do a couple searches you Gotta find out, you gotta figure it out Yeah, yeah, you never know never know till you find out a wise man once said A wise man once said
4: You know what a wise man once said What did he say? Ah, fuck it, dude, let's go bowling
0: Yeah, you might as well ah, Fuck it, dude <laughs> Let's go bowling
4: uh, He actually says like, ada, fuck it, dude Does he say ada? Ah, there's some syllable in there I'm missing.
2: Ah, fuck it, dude.
4: Ah, the fuck it, dude. Ah, the fuck it, dude.
0: I think you're adding something in there that ain't there. Play it again. Ah, fuck it, dude. Ah, fuck it, dude. That's four syllables. Right. Ah, fuck it, dude. Now who's the baloney?
4: Uh, my ears. I, I got the ruptured ah, eardrum, okay? that's gotta be it. But I'm hearing, ah, oh, no, fuck it, dude, instead of just, ah, oh, fuck it, dude. All right. Anyway. Don't skip this one. Michelangelo drawing that was in private hands could fetch $33 million in a May 18th Paris auction. Ooh. Yeah.
0: The bonus turdy tree.
4: Bonus turdy tree mill. It was discovered in 2019. One of the few works of his that was in a private collection. Uh, They traced it back to a sale in Paris in 1907. The drawing, of course, is dated... To the end of the fifteenth century, and its Michelangelo's take on Masaccio's Baptism of the Neophytes, showing a nude man with two sketched figures uncomfortably close to him, and he looks cold. Oh boy! Yeah, naked
0: and cold. Not where you want to be.
4: No.
2: We
4: oh. keep it toasty in the bowl.
0: That's right. Comfortable. Uh.
4: Almost related, but not quite, a Connecticut mechanic found a dumpster full of art, went and picked them all up. Turned out to be art by the late Francis Hines, who died in 2016 at the age of 96. You might not recognize that name, but he is a pretty well-known abstract expressionist known for wrapping things in fabric.
0: (laughs) Very, how, how very abstract. Very abstract.
4: Yes. Things in fabric.
0: This is wrapped in fabric.
4: Things like 10 buildings in New York City.
0: Oh, wrapped in fabric?
4: Yeah, wrapped in fabric by this Heinz guy. H-I-N-E-S. So the mechanic was able to get in touch with his family and just tell him, hey, I found all this art of his in a dumpster and I cleaned it off. Uh, can I keep it? And they were like, yeah, sure. And he was like, Can I sell it? And they were like, yeah, sure. So he had it all on display in a gallery for a while, but he's going to start selling them. And um, he got hundreds of pieces from this dumpster. And allegedly the wrapped artwork can go for up to $22,000 a piece. And the drawings are about $4,500 worth.
0: Dang.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You can stack a lot of sats with that money. No doubt. Buy the dip. And you know, if you like a piece of art, maybe you should buy it instead of stealing it.
0: I would recommend so, yeah.
4: One Michigan home had their seven foot tall Sasquatch lawn ornament stolen
2: this past
4: week. What really bums me out. Is it one of your dad's neighbors has the exact same Sasquatch, but it's been there for a very long time. It yeah. wasn't just stolen and appeared this past week. It's
0: established.
4: Yeah, it's a big old sheet metal Sasquatch. Huh. You know, and these thieves, uh, they had a plan, man, because they came in with bolt cutters ready to cut it away from its steel post and take it. Wow. Yeah. So you
0: know, put it you... back.
4: Yeah. Just so put lame. Put it back,
0: man. That kind of stuff is lame. That's dumb.
4: Go on eBay. Find your own Sasquatch. Yeah,
0: get your own Squatch, bros. Yeah. Please.
4: Well, in Spain, the Civil Guard is investigating a businessman's private taxidermy collection. He has 1,090 animals in that collection, uh, 405 of which are protected species. Kind of a bummer, you just can't even own taxidermy, I guess, no, if you're a rich you can't person.
0: can't do nothing.
4: <laughs> um, one of, I don't know how many he has, but the already extinct North African Oryx is in his collection. And the extinct in the wild Addicts and Bengal Tiger are also featured in this collection, which has been valued at 31.5 million buckaroos nice yeah but unfortunately the owner of this uh a museum level of taxidermy hmm. he could be charged with trafficking and other cr- uh, quote crimes against the environment
0: oh boy so
4: oh. now is the time to liquidate your stuffed wild animals okay
0: like, you can't, have cool, you can't have cool stuff. I
4: don't want to see it stuffed tiger. No one can see it, you know. they got to keep it in a locked and closed space where no one has access to and there's no windows because you're going to be charged with crimes against the environment.
0: Such horse shit.
4: Yeah, kind of ridiculous because, you know, he paid good money for those things. Or maybe he hunted it himself and stuffed it himself or paid someone good money to stuff it after he hunted it. Just ridiculous. It is. You know, it's also ridiculous, this video I saw of a South African farmer who rescued his goose from a python that was coiled around it. A goose. I would have just <laughs> said, wow. Sucks to be a goose, honk honk. Honk honk. But, yeah, he was, you know, doing his morning routine. He lives on a, he has a small farm. And when I say small farm, I guess it's probably not that small because he's got ostriches and zebra and geese. So anyways, he was tossing out the food to the goose when he looked at He was like, huh, oh, this is a little bit weird. He saw just a wing and a leg sticking out above water in this tiny pond. So he went over to investigate and saw this awful long python coiled around it. So what does he do? He, he stands over it. He finds the python's head. He grabs it by right around the mouth, you know, the, the neck but close to the head sure. of the snake, because it's basically all a neck. Yeah, he grabs it right by the head, and then he picks up its tail, and he picks it up, and that goose gets free and f- flaps away. And then he safely relocates the python to a nearby nature reserve, because he's such a guy.
0: Manly. Yeah.
4: I guess he's a professional guide at one of the big five safari reserves. He's been doing that for 11 years, so maybe he has experience, but... Boy, that snake was big, and you wouldn't see me messing with it. That's for sure. you got to be very sure of yourself if you're going to grab a snake like that.
0: Lots of pythons are pretty chilling.
4: Uh, maybe. It was very slowly killing that goose. I was kind of surprised. I'm like, come on, just squish it. You know? Put it out of its misery. I don't want to hear it honking slowly to death.
0: <laughs> Not That's sad and pathetic. Oh, no.
4: Anyway, speaking of sad and pathetic... A man was arrested for allegedly masturbating four times on a flight from Seattle to Phoenix. It's just another reason not to fly commercial. You can't
0: masturbate. Four times from f- Seattle to Phoenix? That's I know. It doesn't... That's pretty impressive. Four cranks, man.
4: Yeah, well.
0: Blue Douche says only four. <laughs> Come on. The
4: woman sitting next to him wasn't impressed. She <laughs> took photos of it.
0: Oh, my. Which,
4: I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. But then she, you know, he fell asleep after he cranked out the four. And she uh, <laughs> got a flight attendant and was like, excuse me, this guy's been jacking it. I need to be moved. And they moved her. And when the flight landed, that would be, getting her seat moved wasn't enough. You know, she had to go to the cops. So she took all these photos and turned them over to Phoenix PD. Well, then, because they were up in the air, it's commercial flight and all that shit, the FBI gets called into oh it. Oh, my God. And the FBI interviews the guy. And what does he say in what does his he interview? Say. He didn't think the woman was uncomfortable with it. And he actually thought it was kind of kinky. Oh,
0: well. Okay. So I guess
4: if you see a guy masturbating next to you and you don't like it, you should not say, hey, dude, stop touching your wiener.
0: It is sort of weird that she would like... Took
4: pictures of
0: pull it. Pull out her phone and start taking pictures. I could yeah. understand how maybe a fella might uh, take that the wrong way. Yeah. It's just hard. because It seems like they've removed a lot of situational context. But... Um, but what? You know, you kind of have to lock your, the, yourself in the bathroom if you want to <laughs> crank one out on an airplane, you know, you can't just-
4: you got to lock yourself in the bathroom anywhere. I mean, Pee Wee, he was in an adult store, right? Yeah. One of those viewing rooms, probably.
0: Certainly can't be cranking it to some stranger, like you're just taking a chance, like you're just flipping that coin. Yeah. Mm. No. If it's someone you understand, will know and appreciate it and have your back, then it's maybe a different story. Yeah. Level of bravery, you know, here or there or but, whatever. But
4: <laughs> lost me at flight, you know, But Commercial she stayed flight. through, the guy
0: cranked it four times, and like, she never said nothing other than just taking some pictures?
4: Clearly. Yeah, no, she waited until he fell asleep. And this guy over
0: here, who knows what kind of (laughs) crippling autism he's got going on. and He's just, like, going by her facial expressions alone.
4: (laughs) (laughs) To the level of telling the feds, oh, I thought it was kind of kinky.
0: There's going to be some problems here. Just saying. Even if you're horrified, like, your horrified face might not look so horrified. (laughs) It's a very subjective way to communicate is without talking.
4: I know. It... I don't like it. I don't like that story. I'd be like, hey, put your dick away. Yeah. But this is why I don't find myself on commercial flights. Never again.
0: Yeah. I don't really need them.
4: In a car where, well, if you're jacking and I'm not offended. <laughs> uh, but you know what is offensive? Robo-collars. I'm sick of them. Yeah, I hate them. And one Texas man was also sick of them, Uh-oh. and he's won $105,000 suing their asses. Hell yes. And you know what he said? He said the bowlers can win money suing the robocallers too. What? Yeah.
0: Now You have a full attention.
4: <laughs> me? Yeah, that's how I felt when I saw that. I was like, oh, excuse me. First, you just got to make sure your phone number's on the National Do Not Call Registry.
0: I don't know about national. I definitely added it to the state one. I think that they oh, I checked are connected.
4: Your number's on there. Okay, my number's on there. Okay, since you were there since 20,
0: 2006. Yep, mine was added right.
4: in twenty thirteen. Um. Anyways, if you are not on there, it takes thirty days to kick in, and then you need to start taking the calls, the robocalls, nah, and okay. you need to have a fake little conversation to fig to get more information and figure out which company is who, actually calling. Who can you. I sue? Who's actually calling you?
0: Who can I sue for this call?
4: Not quite yet. You have to tell them, hey, once you know who they are, you got to stop calling me. Take my phone number off this list. And when they don't, that's when you can sue them in small claims court for violating the Telephone Consumer Protection Act. Ooh. Settlements range from $500 to thousands of dollars, depending on how many times they call you after that. So you just got to document when they call and how many times they call. Wow. And I'm gonna tell you the people that call me are very freaking annoying.
0: This could revolutionize the me getting called racket.
4: Unfortunately, I get a lot of robocalls that go straight to voicemail.
0: Oh, those are sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. That- What's up with that? You can do a uh, direct to voicemail on <sighs> somebody.
4: Can I get to them though to figure out who they are so that when they start leaving me voicemails I can
0: if you can sue prove their asses it's via the number and the message left, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. it would be a little tougher, I think. This
4: guy had a it bummed me out his story because he said he worked away from home and he would get numbers that were spoofing as local hospitals yeah. and stuff so he and he was worried about his wife and kids he would get a call from a hospital and right. answer like hey what's going on and then they're like hello sir your toyota camry 2016 is due for service and he's like oh i'm sorry which of my vehicles <laughs> who are you where are you calling from let's get to the bottom of this but yeah there's a few websites that Talk about winning money from those Robocallers. Hey, if you can do it, fucking do it. Just make them pay.
0: Yeah. I like money, though. I can't
4: stand those motherfuckers. (laughs)
0: I know it sucks.
4: So annoying. Ruin my day. Just interrupt my day constantly for the stupidest shit that doesn't even apply to me. Anyways, I don't know if this is stupid. Uh, It's definitely eye opening. A deceased Maryland rapper threw The Final Show. This past weekend at a well-known DC nightclub, his family had his body embalmed and propped up on the stage wearing designer clothes with a crown on his head. And there was a $40 cover fee to get in while they had a rager around his dead body.
0: Wowie. Zowie.
4: Now, the nightclub had no idea this was going to happen. Sure. Sure. Or so they say. So they they issued. Let's take them at this, their word for that. There's Let's v- just videos and pictures online of this dead kid. I okay. mean, he was twenty four. That sucks. And he was shot to death. Yeah, as it goes in the rap world of young men in Maryland. Uh, so the nightclub issued the statement where they're just like, "Hey, we had no idea what was going to go down, and we are very sorry to everyone who's upset and offended by this." Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the spa- the family is getting lots of hate messages and stuff. But, you know, there's part of me that's like, man, you can celebrate life however you want, right? Yeah. I think the charging a cover fee is a little sleazy. <laughs> but <laughs> well. but I, 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 can, I don't know for sure if that was the family or the venue. You know, like maybe the family had to cover the cost of the venue and that's what it was for. And also, people do ask for donations to cover funeral expenses Surely. and whatnot. So. Very strange, a little gruesome, a little dark, maybe, but you know, they said he wanted to go out having a good time and well, making everyone laugh and have fun. So, I'll just take the bright side of it,
0: sure. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of angles with that one, man. There's a lot of angles with that one.
4: Well, I guess what makes me the angriest is that whoever shot him is still at large, right? So, $25,000 to anyone who knows. Which I, the last time I was in Maryland was a long time ago, so. Actually, it wasn't that long ago. It was before Abel Kirby moved out of Maryland, though, so a while. Yeah. An autonomous vehicle was pulled over in San Francisco because it was driving without its lights on.
0: It's the worst pullover ever.
4: Oh. <laughs> the vehicle was clearly stoned, <laughs> driving without its lights on. No doubt. Well, it's kind of uncomfortable to watch because the officer pulls this vehicle over somehow knows it's being pulled over so it does pull over and then he approaches it and then the vehicle starts moving it just oh, like lurches
2: cringe. forward oh, it God. lurches
4: forward and i'm like holy shit it's about to run into someone or something yeah uh, but then it just comes to another stop and you're like okay so anyways at this point though the cops just have to surround it right so guns that it, get drawn it can, no people no get it's screamed. just a car like he sees that it's an autonomous Self-driving vehicle. Oh,
0: come on. You gotta be drawing guns on those things. I wouldn't trust them. He just calls
4: in his buddies to block it off so that the the car knows, oh, I'm surrounded, I can't go anywhere. Anyway, the company said that why did the vehicle lurch forward like that? Well, it was intentional. It was trying to... Move to the next safe location. It didn't feel like it was parked in a safe location. Which I'm like, imagine if a person driving a car said that as a cop was walking up to the window. Oh,
0: my God. Your ass yeah. would be
4: fucked. Yeah. You would be in jail. Yeah. Or dead. You don't really have... That's a very bad move. Bad it's, move for sure. It scared me watching a car do that to the guy. I was like, oh, shit. He's going to get hit or something. Uh, but But anyways. she never
0: lurch for any reason, really. No. when Lurching- you think about it. Lurching is, is a bad, bad move for humongous heavy vehicles to do. Yeah. They Big should, weapons. They should start slowly rolling if they're gonna fucking <laughs> do anything. That should yeah. be the first motion. From from stop you go to slow roll. There's no there's no fucking lurch in an oh. autonomous vehicle. What is all that about?
4: Well anyway, officers were able to make contact with the remote operator. Because that's a thing. So now I'm like, (laughs) I don't understand. Are they just driving it on their phone like a video game, you know? Or are they just kind of like, does the car really drive itself? And they're just the one that picks up the phone call and something goes wrong.
2: Mm,
0: The car really does not drive itself. I can tell you that.
4: I don't know. But a maintenance team was able to take control. Get the lights on. And
0: it needs help.
4: No citation was issued to the vehicle or the team. Must be fucking nice. It's hard to right? break
0: a law when you're not a person.
4: But there's a person somewhere that's responsible for that it. That part is
0: a little bit goofy That's what pisses me off. Weird.
4: Yeah. Going it's back a to little the equal weird, shit, man. you know. Hey, I drive my car without lights on. I'm getting a ticket. Yeah. And I'm probably stoned. So he's probably going <laughs> to tell me I Just smell little, really good.
0: There is a lot of uncomfortable uh, c- kind of cats that get out of a bag with this whole autonomous vehicle <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The entire thing is just kind of uh, a quagmire.
4: I didn't realize how many companies are out there testing the driverless tech. But it seems like they're all in San Francisco. So, hey, just just keep them there. (laughs) No no. (laughs) doubt. Keep them there. Um, And upon reading about this, I guess they all, all these companies have to have a law enforcement interaction plan with a critical response line that the cops can call when something like this happens. So... At least they knew what to do, I guess, who to contact. It's frustrating.
2: Oh. Yeah.
4: And finally, not so frustrating, a blind race car driver was able to break the Guinness World Record for blindfolded fast driving by driving a customized cat at a speed of 211.043 miles per hour
0: damn yeah
4: the previous record was 200.51 miles per hour and uh coincidentally or not so uh this man was blinded in a racing accident and he earned this record on the 10-year anniversary of that accident going blind dang yeah he used an audio guidance system to help him control the vehicle and win the record
0: yeah, you know what? I think I've seen a thing on that guy now that you mentioned that. Audio system. Like, beeps on the side he's supposed to yeah. adjust to in the helmet.
4: Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
4: Yeah. They made a pitch about, <laughs> at the end of the, his little interview, he talked about letting blind people drive and, and then brought up the autonomous vehicles. And I was like, oh, come on.
0: <laughs> well.
4: It just goes beep boop in your ears, and you know where to go.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. mm. It's, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know.
4: If it sounds cool, I like the idea. You Definitely. know, it's a great concept, but whew,
0: It's just like me. these, are, yeah. It's a whole quagmire, man. I'm,
4: yeah, a lot, I'm a lot more scared of, uh, cars than most things. Knives, yeah. sporks, guns.
0: Cars mess you Car,
4: up. Cars scare me a lot more.
0: Cars can mess you up big time, man.
4: Yeah, they sure can. You know what else can mess you up big time? Not choosing a first time I ever for next week. That's true. I had a thought. Okay. First time I ever saw a poisonous animal.
0: First time I ever saw a poisonous animal. Okay. I like it. All right. That's easy enough. And the books. That's what you can call it about. All throughout the week, uh, whenever you get an inkling. On the bowl. At 816-607-3663. Bowlers, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. Always good to see ya. We do not, by the way, have a uh, Bulls with floods to announce yet again this week. I will focus fully on recovery and getting back into uh, my usual kickings of ass and takings of names, but it's uh, been a weird couple of weeks, so I'm just trying to take it easy and get back on my feet again. Uh, oh my goodness. Are my boost-o-grams working? Says Blue Douche. Yes, we got a last minute boostigram for Blue Douche.
2: Woo! Thanks, Blue, Blue Douche.
0: Bowling for Cool Malign. And Harf Hat with a nice outro boost. Heck yeah. You too can boost with a new podcast app or a nude one. You know where to go to get them. And uh, keep slamming it through. till we see you again on the next Token Tuesday. Till then, you know I'm going to be Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City.
4: And I'm Dame DeLorean. May your bowls burn ever brighter.
7: It is on, folks. It is on. And how we doing? I consider it an invasion an in- invasion. Pale the pale male.
5: No, and dinner in the morning.
2: they look so good.